Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Three Count Thursday here on NGSCSports.com. I am your host, Jim Neese, and we have our co-host, Ryan, here with us. And just remind everyone about NGSCSports.com, where we never stop. Check out the website for all of the live radio shows, all the podcasts, the written content, and much, much more. Again, NGSCSports.com. You can also podcast all the shows. The entire lineup, if you go to Spreaker, iHeartRadio, or the TuneIn Radio app and search NGSC. Also, we are a proud affiliate of WrestlingInformant247.com, a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week rotating stream of the best and best, excuse me, wrestling podcasts and radio shows on the web, including Wrestling Informant Radio, Outside Interference, and, of course, us. Uh, plenty more there. Again, Wrestling Informant 247 Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias, facebook.com slash 3CountThursday, Twitter and Instagram at 3CountThursday, and it is always the number, never the word. And uh, we're going to bring in our co-host, Ryan. Ryan, how are you tonight, buddy? I'll be Jim. Very, very good. Thank you. Super stoked to join you tonight. A huge special guest uh, leading off the show. We've got special guests lined up, I think, for the rest of the month. Huge. Uh, There's one week we don't. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. We're going to work on that. Yeah, usually, you know, usually it's just me and Ryan. But uh, this week, of course, if you've been following us along on uh, on social media, we have Daria Baronado, uh, who is a tough enough contestant. Uh, next week, we have the hybrid Sean Carr, who will be uh, part of the LCW show next weekend. Great independent wrestler. Great independent Phenomenal. wrestler. And then just booked June 30th, former WWE superstar, the Patriot Del Wilkes will be joining us right here live on the show. All right, so that does leave us one week. One we'll, week, the 23rd. Let's we'll see if we can fill it up. Let's see if we can fill up the rest of July. Fantastic. But uh, let's jump right into it, Ryan. Let's bring in our special guest, again, from this season's Tough Enough, Daria Baronado. Daria, how are you tonight? I'm good, guys. What's going on? Oh, not too much. Uh, we got through what was a pretty nasty thunderstorm. I was afraid we were going to lose power, but everything uh, everything is now going smooth, and uh and we're happy to have you on the show. Yeah, I heard. Where are you guys located? Uh, we're in uh, eastern Pennsylvania, near Lancaster, PA, about an hour to the west of Philadelphia. Okay, yeah, my family's in South Jersey, and they got a massive storm. So. Yep, yep. Well, hopefully everything is okay with her as well. Uh, I don't like severe weather. I don't know how you are. I, I'm just not a fan <laughs> of it. I live in L.A. now, so I'm pretty happy with the sunshine and, and beautiful temperatures. 
It's a hard life. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, before, before we get into talking about tough enough and things like that, it's just, you know, we, all of us as, as a wrestling audience got introduced to you, obviously, through the Tough Enough show. But give us a little bit of back, about your background, uh, what kind of brought you to Tough Enough. I mean, were you a wrestling fan as a kid or, you know, I know you were, uh, you know, you started in, in MMA, but just kind of give us background on what brought you to the point where we as a wrestling audience got to know you. Yeah, for sure. Um, I started off with uh, MMA. I've been fighting or training, I should say, for three years now. Uh, I'm ranked number nine as an amateur in the state of California um, by way of New Jersey, of course. And I work, uh, I do my own podcast, actually, for AfterBuzz TV, which is owned by Maria Menounos, who um, is actually uh, a wrestler herself. She has appeared at a couple WWE shows, and she hosts a show on E! News, and she's kind of been like a mentor to me. So she kind of brought this opportunity up to me and was like, oh, my God, you would be perfect for this because she's seen me fight and seen me host the show, of course. And I was like, what is it? And I, I looked into it and fell in love with this whole new world of, of WWE and pro wrestling. So uh, when I realized, you know, kind of what the WWE was and I started doing my homework and, and learning all about the sport, I fell in love. And I was like, this this is me. I got to do this. Uh, so so you said you're, you're hosting a show on After Buzz. Um, the show, is that the UFC show? Yeah, I host the UFC show and I do the Ultimate Fighter show normally. Okay. Um, now, what, what made you audition for Tough Enough? Like, what, what made you finally was like, you know what? I'm going to submit the video. So what what made you finally do that? Uh, Maria telling me about it. She she let me know about it, and then I, I did my homework, and I started looking up videos of Lita and Trish Stratus, and I literally fell in love with Team Besties. I was like, oh, my God, this is the most badass thing I've ever seen. Um, it's You know, I've always been an athlete my entire life, and I've always been a performer, and I host a show, so – Performing and athleticism combined into one is the WWE. So it was like a perfect fit for me. All right, tell us a little bit more about your training, uh, your MMA training. Where have you trained, um, and, and when did you get into that? Yeah, I started in uh, like a hole-in-the-wall gym, a small gym in New Jersey, and um, the day of my high school graduation, I packed everything in my car and drove my car to South Florida to train with American Top Team, which is one of the biggest MMA camps in the world probably, sure. um, under Master Laborio and with a bunch of, you know, big UFC fighters, Hector Lombard, India Gomez, and all them. Um, that's where I started, and then I moved back to New Jersey for a little while, and now I'm in L.A. training um, at Systems Training Center, and um, I go to Black House once in a while. Very cool. So, uh, you know, growing up, you, you, were you into wrestling at all? Did you watch wrestling at all? Or was it, like, kind of later that like that you got in like I know you said about you got introduced to it and, and Lita and Trish and stuff like that. So was wrestling ever really a part of your life when you were a younger kid? No, I, I was always into sports. I was always athletic. I always knew about wrestling, but I never watched it or really watched any sports for that matter um, until I got into MMA. When I got into MMA, um, I watched wrestling a little bit more, and I always loved it. And I always thought that if MMA had more of the aspects that wrestling had, it would be even stronger of a sport, um, which was funny. So when I got this opportunity, like I said, I did my research, and I really went back and looked at the grace and the grace of the sport and literally fell in love. You know, um, everyone from Dusty Rhodes to Ric Flair and 
the girls and China. I I just fell in love with the entire Attitude Error and what was going on in the WWE. Then I started started watching the more current stuff, and I think it's even more amazing. So um, this business kind of sold itself to me as soon as I did my research. That's awesome. Now you went through the casting process, obviously. In, from the last season of Tough Enough till now, the, the the digital world has changed so much, and this one was a online, you know, video YouTube based uh, audition process. But once you submitted that video, and and it's out there, and there's millions of people that are uh, auditioning for this. What was the process? What did did they call you? Uh, did they, you know, how how did they first get in contact with you to say, you know, you have been selected? as part of the narrowing down process? Yeah, I think, um, so I submitted a video, and then a couple of weeks went by, and I didn't hear back, and I was like, all right, well, you know, 11,000 people did try out. So I kind of, you know, went back to work and was doing my normal schedule, and I get a phone call um, from one of the casting people saying, You're, you've made it to the top 40. And I was like, what? Like, what does this mean? And they're like, we're going to fly you to Orlando, Florida, and you're going to compete against these 40 people for top 13 slots on the show. So I, of course, was freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I told my coach and started doing, like, crazy cardio and crazy conditioning. I called my coach one day, and I was like, literally, put me through your version of hell just so I'm as prepared as I could possibly be. So my coach is like, really went hard on me and got me as prepared as you can ever prepare for one of these things. And shipped me off to Orlando, Florida, and then that process was a very interesting process. It was mini camp, and as you guys saw on the on special that aired, it was pretty intense. Yeah, absolutely. And and on that casting special, you know, and, and we were, uh, you know, over the course of the last couple of days, we've been going on a crash course of, of re-watching that and, re, you know, going through the first couple episodes of the show. And on that casting special, you you were opened up about your sexuality. And was there a thought process behind that, or was it just something that, in in the moment, in front of the the panel, that it just that it just kind of slipped out, or or was it something that, you know, you knew this was a platform, and it was something that is so important to you, uh, to to be open about. No, like uh, as much as this is a platform, and that would have been great thinking on my part, part it never crossed my mind. I mean, before I left. Uh, Los Angeles, I talked to my girlfriend about it, and I was like, hey, if the question does come up, do you mind me being honest about us? Because at this point, only our close, close, close family members know. So she was like, no, no, do whatever you want to do. Like, be be honest, you know? And I was like, okay, no big deal. So I never in a million years thought that it would come out in my final interview in front of Triple H and the biggest executives at WWE. Like, never did I think that was going to happen. And they were like, you know, are you in a relationship? And in that moment, everything was kind of like replaying in my head, and I kept hearing the production people and the casting people saying, you know, you've got to put it all in line. You've got to put it all in line. You've got to let people know everything you want them to know, everything about you. You have to be honest and open. So it was in that moment I was like, wait a second, I have to be myself. Like, I have to do this. And this is the time, even though it's on international television right now, like this is the time where I have to tell everybody. So it was really kind of nerve-wracking, and, if you go and watch the special, like, that's as legitimate as it gets. Like, that was live, and uh, that was real. So I, it kind of just slipped out, and 
thank God the support and everything has been so amazing from it. And it was probably one of the best experiences of my life going through it now. But looking back at it, it was totally nerve wracking. So, yeah, I mean, obviously since that moment, because I, I think there, you do kind of see that look on your face. And I think you even said it on the special um, that you did just, you didn't necessarily mean to say it. It just kind of came out. Um, and, and has the response from people, have people reached out to you at all and said, you know, that was an empowering moment for them to see that and, or anything like that? Has, has there been a reaction from people on social media to that, uh, to that moment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've gotten so many private messages and, you know, tweets and stuff saying, you know, you gave me the courage to come out to my mom or that was so brave what you did and just, just so much love. And like I said, like, even if there was negative backlash, the love completely overpowered it. Like, it just made this experience that much better. Um, hearing someone say that they were once afraid to come out, just just like I was, you know, four weeks ago, and then to say that they saw me and then they were able to come out, I mean, what's a better feeling in the world? I'm all about, you know, not conforming and just being who you are and being honest and being open. And this was kind of that last step in my life that, was, you know, kind of solidifying all of my beliefs. Like, I've always been the one to say, don't be afraid to be who you are and, you know, don't hide yourself because you think someone's going to judge you. So that was kind of me just solidifying how I feel and what I believe in. Awesome. That is truly an awesome story. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that there had been much more positive uh, of reinforcement and, and comments for that. Um, so you get to the casting special and you, you get into the barracks. We're used to seeing Tough Enough as fans um, where they're living in these mansions, these big, big houses, um, and you guys are stuck in these barracks, um, which I believe was part of the performance center. How was life in the barracks? Life in the barracks was awesome. Um, I tell everybody, I, I never got the college experience and the whole, like, dorm thing, so this was kind of that for me. And lucky for me, it was short-lived. <laughs> I didn't have to do it for four <laughs> years. So it was pretty freaking awesome. Um, Obviously, there was a cockroach incident that was kind of horrible, but besides the bugs and all that kind of stuff, it was it was amazing. I got along with Amanda in, in Georgia really well, and we kind of we share a room, so it was like a sleepover every single night of the week. It's, it's a, I wasn't even thinking about it being probably like a college experience, so I'm glad you said that because I was like, oh, I kind of feel like these guys are getting gypped out of these nice big mansions that, <laughs> that these other competitors were in and y'all are stuck in these barracks. Um, now, obviously, we're watching a television show. Was there really as much drama going on inside the barracks as they're portraying on TV? Oh, oh yes, there is. And there's <laughs> plenty of Yeah, yeah, there's definitely that much drama. Um, when you put, you know, 13 larger-than-life personalities to live in, I don't know, 5,000 square feet of, of barracks, it's going to get pretty heated. I mean, we're all so opinionated. We're all so different. And, um, you know, it definitely got heated at moments. Uh, that makes sense. Um, I guess my follow-up question to that is, is again, we're watching an hour program, um, and, and really we're not seeing a ton of of wrestling on, on the television shows yet. Um, we're seeing a lot of, like, specialty challenges. I think two weeks ago you guys were doing the swimming thing um, down down with the alligators. Um, and we've seen you take some bumps, um, build build character. How much wrestling and, and training is actually going on in a given week that we're not actually seeing on TV? Um, 
not not very much to be honest. They they try to work around our schedules as much as possible and around the performance center schedule to get us in there to get us as much training as they possibly can. Which right. thank you to Billy Dunn and Lita and Booker Key for really pushing to have that done because it was all them. Um, so we, we get maybe like one or two days where we get maybe like an hour, but that's all of us going one at a time and you know we just get a couple minutes of training. So we definitely haven't gotten to hone in on our wrestling skills yet. But the great part about the way that the WWE works is that majority of the people that they want is going to be based off of athleticism and personality, you know, courage and fear and guts and all that. So I think what they're doing is they're getting all that out of the way, picking who they want, and then they can send them to NXT for a couple years and train the crap out of them and really teach them how to wrestle before they go to the main roster. I mean, I'm not sure that that's their plan, but in my mind, that would be like the smart thing to do. Well, that's, I think that's a, a really good point uh, that maybe a lot of people haven't seen. I've seen some people like, oh, there's not a lot of wrestling on the show, and I think people are forgetting it is a reality-style show. Um, yeah, and, and you can, like, think about it. Like, we, if you're an indie wrestler, you're a really good indie wrestler. Like, I don't really think this is the right show for you because this is to find new personalities, new icons, new superstars that we can turn into the superstars. And as long as you have that athletic background, you know, you can obviously be taught anything. So okay, I, think cool. that, I think that they see, okay, she's athletic, she's pretty, she's got a great personality, now let's teach her how to wrestle. Of course, it's hard and it's going to take a long time, but I think they're going to figure that out through the challenges, who can learn faster than others, and so on and so on. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you, you said about uh, Coach Billy Gunn. Is there is there a coach that you that you uh, enjoyed working with more than others? Is there one that was uh, harder on you with others? I know in previous seasons we've seen uh, certain coaches be kind of the drill instructor, and certain uh, ones are kind of almost like a parental figure where they kind of uh, you know make sure everybody's okay after after the mean one kind of rolls through. Because <laughs> the, the, the way these shows are produced, it's it's a little bit different so far than than we've seen in the past. Is there a coach that you uh, liked working with more than others, or they work well as a team? Yeah, I mean, Lita obviously is, like, an awesome role model, and she's so talented. So anything she says, I just take, like, a piece of gold, you know. And me and her really got along, and I think she started to understand me as as the weeks went on and, um, you know, kind of helped me out as much as she could. Um, Billy Gunn is a sweetheart um, on and off the camera. I mean, he gets a little heated on the camera sometimes, but he's a sweetheart, and he just wants to help so much. Like, he'll really take the time to really try and make you understand every single thing you're doing, and um, he's he's a sweetheart. Booker T, I don't think he really took to me like the other two coaches. Um, he, he did a podcast where he said uh, basically that, I looked like I got in a couple fights, which I don't really know what he meant by that. But So I don't think he really took to me as well as the other two. But he's obviously, you know, a legend in his in himself. So hearing him talk was awesome as well. I'm sure any time Booker T's talking about you, it's probably not a bad, bad thing. That's <laughs> um, true. Now, unfortunately, we, uh, we, we saw you get eliminated this past Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was also on the episode, Jim, somebody had resigned. Uh, Diana had left. Diana had left. Uh, we still saw an elimination. Um, did you feel a bit slighted by that, that, that we saw somebody leave, and then we still had an elimination? And then after that, they bring in, I, be- I believe it's Chelsea Green. 
to replace mm-hmm. uh, the person that left. Do you feel like that should have been maybe your opportunity to, to come back in the house? Is that yeah, feel a bit I mean, slighted by that? No, they can do whatever the heck they want, you know, and I knew that signing up for this opportunity. Sure. Um, it's very unpredictable, and it's, it's a journey in itself, and I don't take anything negative out of this experience, nor do I want to change anything about it. I think it was absolutely amazing, and, um, you know, now it's just time to take what I learned and, and make something out of it. So I think it's kind of cool that I had start on, you know, starting to really train. I'm going to take some of these offers that I've gotten on, on social media and start training my butt off and working my way to the WWE. I very good. Yeah, you, you talk about that, and that, that kind of leads into my next question is, you know, where do you go from here? I mean, is it, are you looking at wrestling schools? Are you, you know, are, are you looking at, you know, moving to Florida and trying to get, you know, into the performance center and, and work your way in there? Um, you know, is, and, and is there a chance you continue to work in MMA or are you, are you completely committed to professional wrestling now? So my immediate goal is to get to the WWE. So I'm going to, um, like I said, look at the offers that I've gotten and kind of figure out what the best fit for me is and start training with who, who I think is best and work my butt off and try to get to the WWE. Now, that being said, I'm not going to stop training MMA because I think that that's only going to help me get into the WWE, and I think that that's going to add to my performance inside the WWE ring. So I'm going to keep doing both full-time. Um, I think I'm going to take some time off of work even and make some sacrifices and just focus on training because uh, this is what I want to do, and I feel like now is the time. Awesome. Now, there's a lot of really, really good wrestling schools out, outside of the WWE um, uh, plenty of options for you out there, that's for sure. Let's say in yeah. the future, we look five years down the road, Daria, you're in the WWE. What what would be your dream match? You get you get one dream match, past or present, any any diva at all, who would be your dream match? Oh, that's such a good one. Um, I would have to say... Me and Paige versus Lita and Trish. Wow, that is awesome. Wouldn't that be that, that would be an incredible that would be an incredible, <laughs> incredible match. Yeah, that would be awesome. I did not expect a tag team match. No, that, that's that's pleasantly a surprise. Yeah, because we, we've we've interviewed people before, <laughs> and nobody has ever gone the route of a, of a tag team match, which is awesome because tag team wrestling, I feel like, is. There's there's not a huge market of it anymore, and and that's the first place you go is uh, is is pretty cool, I think. Yeah, I, I think that gives me the best options to work with as many amazing people at once as possible. Now, you know, you're 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 pursuing being in the WWE in, in professional wrestling. Um, I know that there wasn't a huge uh, chance here. Obviously, this past week was the the um, where you had had the kind of gimmick and entrance type of uh, challenge, but if you had your choice, would you prefer to be a uh, baby face or a heel? Oh, um, I think I would naturally migrate towards being a heel. But that is I'm not that's awesome. <laughs> yes, it's funny that you say that. Big Jim is uh, has always popped for the heels. He's always been a heel guy. Um, I myself has typically been, been a face guy. 
Uh, we never can agree on wrestlers. We're lifelong friends here. Uh, we can never agree on wrestlers. Um, so it's so it's interesting that you would pick, you know, the heel. And do you think your fighting background kind of gives you that that edge? Yeah, actually, I think it does game? because I if you ever watch any of my MMA fights or my matches, I'm like literally I call myself the Jersey Devil for a reason. I turn into a devil when I get in there. Like if you watch me walk out, you couldn't get a smile on my face if you I don't know if you like did anything. I'm so serious and so stone cold um, when I walk out and when I fight. So I think it only makes sense just to carry that natural passion over to the WWE and just keep with that. Uh, so I'm not sure how many more questions we have. I'd love to know who's your pick to win t- uh, tough enough. Oof. Um, who would I want to win? Who I think deserves to win is Josh for the guys. Um, he's, I think he's charismatic. I think he's likable. I think he could sell an arena one day. Um, and I think he's, you know, obviously super athletic. And then for the girls, I would be happy with either Georgia or Amanda. Okay. All right. And, uh, Matt, we're actually joined by Matt here as well on, on Twitter. He's our stat guy. He keeps us, he keeps us in line. Um, we kind of all have a running joke. Uh, he, he wants to know how awesome was it to work with the Miz? Oh, the Miz is awesome. He is, he is so cool. Like, I don't know how anybody could hate that guy. I know, like, that's the whole point. You're supposed to hate him, but I love him. He's, he's one of my favorites for sure. That's awesome. I'm sitting here, literally, I'm staring at Ryan across the table, and because this is a long-running joke from us, I've been a Miz fan. I mean, I'm guilty pleasure is MTV Real World. I've loved the Miz <laughs> since he was on the Real World, and uh, it's carried over into the WWE. Ryan, uh, it, like we've said, we always fight about wrestling because maybe it is because I've always loved the heel more than the face, and uh, Ryan and I have argued this for years. So uh, you you have gotten me one up on Ryan for tonight, and that is. <laughs> And that is just incredibly awesome. I like you even more now than I did uh, than I did before. Um, is there any anything else that you want to add to this interview? Um, anything that we missed? Anything you specifically uh, wanted to talk about that we missed while we were talking to you? Uh, no, you guys did a great job. First of all, thank you for having me on. I just want to say uh, thank you to everyone out there that voted for me and tried to keep me on. Thank you for everyone that supported me. And I want to let you all know that this is just the beginning of the Jersey Devils journey. You guys can follow me at Tough Daria on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow me at DariaB28 on Twitter. And you can follow me at Daria Baranato on all other social media. I also do my AfterBuzz UFC show every Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific time uh, live on AfterBuzzTV.com. And just for everyone out there that might be struggling with the same thing that I was four weeks ago, um, their sexuality or whatever it is, I just want to let you guys know it's always best to be real and to be yourself and to be true because there's no better feeling, um, you know, there's no better weight lifted off your shoulders than just telling the truth. So I encourage you all to just be you. Daria, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We're definitely going to keep in touch with you and and follow your journey, and uh, we sincerely hope uh, that this is not uh, the end from seeing you on WWE TV. Uh, we look forward to uh, continuing to be in touch, and uh, and hopefully we'll have you back on again talking about your journey to the uh, to the WWE. Definitely, guys. Thank you so much. You'll see me soon. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Have a good night. Bye bye. Just an awesome interview again. Thank you to Daria for uh, for joining us here on the show. 
uh, definitely uh, an, an awesome thing for us, an awesome opportunity for us. And, yeah, we hope that is not the end for her uh, in terms of WWE. So, Ryan, uh, usually uh, we, we, we like to cover our, uh, our Raw segment early on in the show. I'm going to kind of uh, change that up a little bit since we just had Daria on here. And, uh, and let, let's talk about this week's episode of Tough Enough and, and the way that the show has, has changed a little bit um, and, and how it's evolving you know, through this new process of being this, uh, this new live show. Um, this, this week, once again, we see, we see Patrick, who we've talked about since the beginning, um, as a guy that, that we've seen work live. Uh, and and you know, he and Georgia both for the second week in a row uh, get the uh, coaches pat on the back through the challenge. This week's challenge, of course, being the entrance gimmick. They were all uh, drew a, a character name out of a hat. They got to pick costumes, and, uh, and, and they, they came out, and Patrick and Georgia excelled at it. And, and you know, once again, whether it was the in-ring work a week ago, the entrance work this week, um, Patrick and Georgia seemed to, seemed to be the ones kind of pulling away from the pack a little bit, Ryan. Yeah, dude, I, I've been sold on Patrick from the word go, really have been. Um, you know, I, I get what Ari was saying, but Josh, I think he has the size and, and the look that the WWE is really looking for as, as a wrestler. Um, Patrick, though, I can't say enough good about Patrick. I really, really can't. Right before we went on the air, we were, uh, we were watching Tough Enough videos. Uh, we watched the, the Tough Enough thing with The Miz, the Tough Talk. Um, and I pulled up the Tough Enough video, and I forget even what it was on. It was on uh, on YouTube or something like that, where uh, they were testing their their knowledge or something like that. And 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 the guy's just, you can tell he's been a fan of wrestling for a long, long time. He's coming from the indie circuit, so he has a lot of experience. The guy knows how to take bumps. The guy has the sell. Um, he has the experience. I, I, it still blows my mind the comment from two weeks ago. I forget who even said. I think the guy like Alex, I think, said it. Yeah. Um, when he got eliminated, um, about that much doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. It does. Yes, it does. It does matter. Like it really does matter. It's insulting to me as a wrestling fan, a lifelong wrestling fan, um, to say that knowledge doesn't matter because I like to think that that you and I, Jim, we, we both would pride ourselves in our wrestling knowledge. Um, oh yeah, my you know, parents we, always my parents always used to tell me that if I uh, if I knew as much about like history and, and stuff like that, that I could have gotten into a much better college if I knew as much about school subjects as I did about pro wrestling. Yeah, but, but history is boring. History is boring as hell. Wrestling history is not boring, but American history is boring and world history is boring. Right. Wrestling, wrestling history is a lot of fun. Um, and I just found the video was, is that the competitors test their WWE IQ and we watched it and we were blown away. The one question was, um, in what in what city? What city was in your house five seasons beating? And I knew the answer because I was at that show. It was at the Hershey Park Arena in Hershey, PA, December of 1995. It was right before Christmas, like December, I want to say like the 17th. And that's back when they were just in your house. With just the, in your the house. house. Matt, look up the, can you look up the actual date on that? Because I want to say December 17th What was the one. But none of the none of the trying to outshine Patrick. Well, I mean, I was there at least. But Ryan, finish it. Yeah, sorry. Right. So none of these guys are knowing where it's at, and and then they're openly. I mean, here's the deal. It's a tough question. Like, if you're not from in around this area, you might not really know that question. I know a few people. I know Mark, a listener of the show, would probably know that. 
because I'm sure he was there at the Hershey Park Arena. Probably was. I, I know he was. I'm, yeah. I'm sure he was. Um, so there's at least two people, you and Mark, that I know would know that answer. But here's Patrick, and he, he never said, he goes, you know what, it was on the East Coast. It was in Pennsylvania. Now, Pennsylvania doesn't run a ton of shows, but you've got the Philadelphia crowd, you've got the console center, and I forget what it was called, the Igloo. Like, uh, the Igloo, pick, yeah, the, Civic or the old Civic Arena. Um, and then you have Hershey Park, the Hershey Park Arena, now the Giant Center. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lehigh Valley, I'm not sure if they ever really held any, any pay-per-views. So, so if you're a wrestling fan, you can kind of narrow it down a little bit, but your easiest guess would probably say Philadelphia. He goes... Hershey, 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 Pennsylvania. So Hershey, to my knowledge, Hershey's had two pay-per-views. That one, and then the 2003 Unforgiven. Um, I know some. Is that the one with the hog pen match? That was the hog pen match. Okay. That 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 card was actually really good. If you have the WWE Network, it was, and I was right, December 17, 1995. I pulled thank that you. date out of my head. Thank you, Matt, for pulling that. You pulled it out of somewhere else. <laughs> I did. But thank I you, pulled it out of my right. head, which is somewhere else. Right. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but go to that. It's a two-hour show. The, the, the original In Your House shows were two hours. So you go there. Um, but, but, yeah, two pay-per-views. They had the, um, the In Your House season's beatings. They had the, the 2003 Unforgiven. Now, if you go way back, some of the original, um, at least one of the original Saturday night main event shows was at the Hershey Park Arena. And if you watch them, the old ones on the network, um, you'll see you'll see the old Hershey Park Arena. But what what I was saying, the the card for that was really cool because uh, it had the Hog Pen match, which is the first and only Hog Pen match. <laughs> there only ever needed to be one. There only that. needed to be one. Um, they also there was a casket match, the Undertaker versus King Mabel. Uh, the, the main event was Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog for the WWF title. Um, and you also had Double J, Jeff Jarrett, presenting Jerry the King Lawler with a gold record and also busting his guitar over Ahmed Johnson's head. But ha-ha, Double J uh, busted the old guitar. It was a really good show. It's a two-hour watch on the network. If you have two hours to kill, you can't sleep some night or you wake up too early, Throw the network on seasons beating December seventeenth, nineteen ninety five. It was a spectacular show. I mean, just for him to know that though, with like crazy the knowledge of that. Uh, another question: What was the combined sum of attendance? This blows my mind. From WrestleMania three and WrestleMania twenty nine, you take those two, WrestleMania three, WrestleMania twenty nine, combine the attendance, and what are you going to get? People were close. Uh, the, the real answer was one. 173,949. That's your answer. Um, somebody said uh, 140,000. I think somebody said 150,000. Somebody Patrick, said, I think, 190. Right, right. Uh, Patrick goes, uh, 170,000, maybe 700. It's 3,000 off. It was like 3,000 off. I mean, that's because, I mean, in your head, you're going, you know, you know the attendance of, was it, what, what were the two ones? WrestleMania 3? WrestleMania 3. Okay, which you know is 93,000. Huge, right, right. And then WrestleMania 29. Okay, and that was the one at the the uh, MetLife Stadium. You know, so you, you know, and, and and just knowing off the top of my head, I mean, I know that that's, I know that that's a, I think eighty thousand seat football stadium, seventy thousand seat football stadium. So you're going to close with eighty. The attendance there was eighty thousand six seventy six. Okay, so like, yeah, I know you're going to lose a little bit, you know, on the one end, but you're going to have floor seating. Pick it up on the floor. So yeah, I mean, you you figured ninety and eighty. That there's your hundred. There's your hundred and seventy. 
but that's that's this guy's knowledge, right? I mean, it, to me, and that that shows that shows how passionate he is about the business. And then this past week, um, we'll talk. You know, if you if you haven't watched Tough Talk, um, which is on the network immediately following Tough Enough, um, I I actually podcast when Tough Tough Talk airs live, my sports podcast on Tuesday nights. But uh, I go back and I watch it immediately when I'm done. Um, Tough Talk is is at least this week anyway, was like as entertaining as the, as tough enough was because you had the, the, the girls were like cat fighting. Uh, and then you had this moment where, you know, you had during the show, Tanner and Patrick were, were had a little bit of a confrontation, a little bit of heat between each other, got into a little scuffle, no punches were thrown because then you're immediately off the show. So you're kind of pushing and shoving, but on the, on the, on tough talk, uh, I think it was Daniel Bryan asked, the panel, or maybe the, I think it might have actually been the host, the Miz, asked, show of hands, how many people got up at 5.30 in the morning on July 4th and watched the Bees from the East show live? And Patrick was the only one that raised his hand. And, be, and before Miz could continue, anybody could continue, Hulk Hogan, Daniel Bryan, and Paige all pretty much agreed. They said, that's your winner. Because that's somebody who actually cares about the industry and respect the industry. Right, right. And but then Tanner, it just it, it goes out of your way to, yeah. to do it for the business that you're supposedly love and want to get into. Right, which was also Patrick's point with Alex, who said that he didn't have, you know, Alex didn't know anything about the business, and Patrick said you should know about the business. You should have a respect for the business. Specifically, Jim, we we do not belong anywhere near a WWE ring. Correct. We belong on the other side of the barricade. That's and that's fine. We we were we belong on this side of the microphone. But knowledge wise, I, I, again, I, there's probably people that know a lot more than I do. Again, I know I know for a fact, Mark, our listener, Mark, I was talking about earlier, knows more about professional wrestling and the WWE than I will ever know. The guy is just a wealth of knowledge, you know. But there says something to somebody who's going to claim to be want to be a wrestler and then not know that they get the WWE Network, and then you could watch Beast in the East live. Right, that's what Tanner said. Are you like, kidding me? He said uh, the reason he didn't watch it is because he didn't know that they could watch it live. Patrick, and this is where, this is where Tough Enough is very different from before, because like so many times in his reality shows, they're kind of cut off from society. You, don't get, you just get a phone. Like on the original Tough Enough, they were able to make a phone call. They couldn't be on the Internet. They didn't have a TV. You know these guys. They're they're they have. I know they have their phones. They Facetime with their family. Um, That's right. With the original one, they had the little chair. They had a they had a phone, phone room. Thing, yeah, right? they had a, you know because that one was before. I mean, not before cell phone, but before smartphones and all that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, much before Facetime. You know, a lot of a lot of these contestants are periscoping. Patrick, uh, he calls it the Patriscope. Ah, he periscopes it. almost on a daily basis. And, you know, so, you know, there, there's outside interaction and he, and he, the one day I know he patroscoped when he was watching a, an episode or a, an old Royal Rumble on the network. So how do you not know that you have, and you're in the freaking WWE performance center. Do you really think they're not going to have the capability for you to be able to watch the WWE network? I mean, they've been pushing it all the time for the last year and a half. What a just a piss poor excuse! I hate to be. He that said way. he didn't really? know he could watch it live. 
And then when they ask him, well, why didn't you should be concerned enough to ask and find out? Right. Like, I want to see this show. But then here's the thing. Even if you didn't watch it live, let's just say, you know, you had a hard night's sleep, whatever. You you didn't you didn't wake up live. They even asked him, I believe, did you watch the replay? And then he kind of stuttered before he just finally admitted that he didn't like it, it, it was pathetic. It was pathetic. I, I haven't liked Tanner since the first episode. I think he's cocky. I think he's arrogant and kind of a prick. But Patrick, to me, and, and I've seen people on Twitter and stuff saying, you know, he's always starting shit. But you know what? He's the one that's calling out people for not having a respect for the wrestling business. So many times wrestlers are cut down on social media because it seems like they don't care enough or, you know, they don't belong there. Well, does anybody belong there more than Patrick does? If you're really looking at it, the guy right. respects it, the hell out of the business. I can't, I can't argue, Jim. I, I can't do it. I mean, you're absolutely right. He personifies it. And honestly, he just put up on Twitter. He's a funny guy. He really is. The kid's funny as hell. Um, put up a picture with him and Chris Jericho because they were really similar outfits. Um, vests and kind of a pinkish, reddish shirt. Uh, he, it was a who wore it better, like or, or common sort of thing. So uh, a little bit of fun there as well, but he just gets it. I mean, we said it from, go back, how many months ago when we saw him at the LCW show? It was in April. That was the first one With, with, with sudden impact. Uh, it was a tag team match. Um, how, how he just had it. It was very personal, very friendly. Um, you know, shook our hands. Uh, introduced himself. It was, I think it was his first ep- or his first show with with LCW. It was it was his first, and it was our first. And I know I, I, starstruck isn't the right word, but we were we we were uh, we didn't know what we were getting into, right. We really we we were taken back a little bit. Um, we didn't know who to talk to, when to talk to, and things like that. So uh, we were at our table that we do our live pre-show from. Getting some things together. He Get came into the together. building. He put his he put his bag down. They walked him up to the ring, showed him the ring, kind of tested the ropes a little bit, and immediately came down. and And I'm not even kidding you. Every single person that was there, there's people setting up chairs, there are people setting up merchandise stands and food stands, and then us. And he came up to everybody and introduced himself, shook their hands, and and you know asked them how they were doing and, and stuff like that. The guy truly, um, truly is is going out of his way to care about the business and care about the people that are involved. Right. And even beyond our personal interactions with him, because I don't want to keep talking about that and then think, you know, we're jaded or anything like that. And that's the reason we like it because we, we have personally met him. He would have stuck out anyway. Like it's pretty easy to see this guy knows what he's talking about. This guy knows how to take a bump. This guy knows how to take a bump from the top rope. You know what I mean? Like he just gets it. He has the, the knowledge the ability to do it. So he's our guy. He's the guy I'm pulling for. I don't want to speak on behalf of, of, of three count Thursday, but, but he's my guy, Ryan. He, he's Ryan's pick. I will fight tooth and nail and vote however I need to, to make sure Patrick makes it. Matt, uh, Matt just tweeted into us, uh, you know, that he's really humble. His wife, Matt's wife and him, uh, they, they talked to, uh, they talked to Patrick at his table. Um, because his match was superb, and and um, because because of the whole tough enough thing, and 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 Matt said he was super humble, super great guy, and and it, it doesn't surprise me in any way. At times, you you um, you know, he's the youngest, 
he's the youngest one on there, and, and you see all this drama between the girls. And yes, I mean he he got into the scuffle with Tanner, uh, but I think he was just kind of calling Tanner out for being a douchebag. Um, there's all these other kind of drama, dramatic for for TV, but Patrick doesn't really get caught up in that. And that's the thing. Like here's the deal: we all work jobs. You know, you go to work, and 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 you have that person that's not pulling their weight. When you're busting your ass, you're gonna call that person out. You know, and and you're not considered to be like a jerk or a douche when you do that. Like you're just you're just right making sure everybody's pulling their own. That's all I saw him doing. You know, I mean, this is a, obviously a competition, a little bit different. But when I'm at work and I'm busting my hump, I expect everybody else to bust just with you know with me. And I'll call out who isn't. You know, I mean that that's not, I just I don't see why anybody's going to be upset about the guy that has the passion for the business. It's clearly. One 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 of these male competitors that I feel like has an absolute passion, and that's Patrick. Yeah. Maybe we haven't seen enough from everybody else. Um, the format of the show, I'm still not crazy about. I really am not. It it, it just seems like we don't see a lot of, of of the in-ring work, and apparently there's there's not a whole lot going on according to our interview. At least not yet. Not I mean, yet. Well, sure. It's still relatively early. There's still what ten people left. We've had three eliminations. Yeah. So there's ten left. Yeah. So well, yeah, yeah. Is there three? Is it three eliminations or two? No, it is three. You're right because they did eliminate somebody the first week. So yeah, yeah. there's there's three. So there's ten people left. Ten weeks. Um, yeah. So I mean, there, there's got to be so, and and yeah, the format's a little weird. Um, I'm hoping in over the course of the and maybe these challenges are kind of see where, if and where these people are going to break mentally before they put them in the ring. You know, maybe maybe that's the purpose of all the all the outside the ring challenges. I don't know. Um, so I'm I'm holding I'm holding out judgment. So many people are like, have said, "Oh, uh, this is stupid. I'm not watching." Well, the way they changed from seasons one and two to three and four was different. So, you know, I'm not I'm not going to you know completely judge it or completely write it off or anything like that. Um, honestly, Ryan, the biggest thing for me. Uh, is is the voting. Like, and I know we talked about it last week. Or two, I guess two weeks ago. I don't think we talked about it too much on our recorded uh, podcast that we did on Sunday night. But the, the which vote... I'm, which I'm excited to say we did in one shot. We did in one shot. The, no, that never happens for one No, when we record a show, we usually have to stop and start at least four or five times. Right, we always find a way to screw something up on our recorded shows have to edit it down, something like that. Somehow, we did it live to tape, pretty much flawless, with, without much, much issues. Yeah. Which was exciting for us, because, again, that never happened. Save some time on the editing, which is always great. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty late night. But um, is the whole is the voting thing. And, and I understand that in today's world, with all the reality TV and competition shows, um, you, need to, you need to give the fans a voice. And I do get that. But I think you and I were talking about this when we were prepping for tonight's show. I mean, yes, we've watched wrestling our entire life. But if, if you've seen pictures of us, um, which if you go to our social media, we have a picture of us with Jimmy Hart. Uh, you see Jimmy Hart. You see, and then, and then you see the three of us. Ryan and I are the two, two biggest guys in that picture. 
we, we're not wrestlers, okay? We are wrestling fans. We're, we've never been shy about that. Um, I, I don't, I don't like that that a conglomerate of people such as myself um, are the ones who have the voice, the decision on who wins a competition show to become a pro wrestler. Uh, I like that I have a voice because so many times in in the world as as a as a small fan of something you feel like you have no voice here we have a voice but in my opinion we shouldn't be the voice like there, there's judges there are coaches that see these people every day and work every day they they, they should be the ultimate decider in my opinion on who wins this contract Right, they they're the wrestlers, uh, those that have the in ring knowledge and experience that that these guys should be you know looking for as as, as contestants on the show. Um, I, I like that we have a voice. I really do. Um, what bothers me is it's, and I'm not trying to say that like singing or anything is any easier, but I, I guess it, it's it feels like it's the voice. It's very voice. It's just the way it's the way it is, and 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 this is an, kind of an experiment. It was right, it absolutely was. I don't. It's not going to be the same show. Social medias and things have changed so much mm-hmm. from season one and two, um, when they were at tracks, things like that. So, uh, hell, I don't know. I just I'm struggling to really, really enjoy it. I think um, I'm watching it. I'm not. I'm not trying to crap on it. It's not my favorite show right now. That's for sure. There are things. I think it's just overly populated. You have three judges, three coaches, two hosts. You have Miz hosting an after show. Half your roster is now part of Tough Enough. You know, make a better show, and you don't have to have half the roster be part of Tough Enough. Right. You know. Right. Jericho is on there because he's not wrestling full time. Um, he's and a because great personality. Cold schedule is way too busy. Probably right, right. <laughs> so same thing with the podcast. I'll stick Jericho on the network pod. You know, something like that. Um, does does Renee Young really need to be part of it? Do we have to have three coaches and then three judges? Why aren't the three coaches the ones that are there in the ring coaching them? The ones there to judge them. And I understand why you have Hulk Hogan because he's the biggest name in the history of the business. The only reason Hulk Hogan's on there is to put people's eyes on that channel. Like that's but it. couldn't bring couldn't you else. couldn't you when you have a live show, couldn't you pick somebody that doesn't like screw up everything he's ever said like ever, ever? <laughs> or maybe not ever, but but at least when he went to WCW, his promo work went downhill. And, and I was listening to Cheap Heat podcast on Grantland this week, and they said because he never botched a promo before. But here I was thinking, all of the promos he did before were recorded. Like I know if you watch if you watch Bret Hart's uh, Wrestling with Shadows documentary, you see him cutting a promo, but he screws up, and they have to start again and cut. So like you those mean, like promos, the WWE with Mean Gene in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, yeah, he, they were all there. They, they were, were all pre-taped, right? They were taped. once he went to WCW and was live. I mean, at least he never went. Uh, let's start over, like Sid. Vin- we're live, pal. We're we're, we're, we're live, pal. Right. And you see this oh shit wipe over his face. Um, what a great moment in wrestling history, right? Yeah, there, incredible. Is. So, 
why would you put somebody that that can't talk as as one of your judges? I, th- that kind of blows me away. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment on on this, and I'm sure that you know if the and I'm not sure what the ratings are with this. Matt actually brought up a good uh, always brought up a great idea. He said the fans should vote the bottom three. And then the judges should vote the person off. So, so they're, we're doing it backwards. Yeah. Right now, so like out of all the people, you just have the, the the full list. Whoever gets the three most votes, I think. I mean, this is how I would take it, based on Matt's suggestion, is whoever gets the three most votes to be in the bottom three, and then the judges come together and eliminate someone. I'd be much happier with that. Sure. And I could tell you right now, ZZ. Gabby Tanner would be my top three to be in, in the elimination. So they'd be your bottom three. Yeah, sorry, bottom three. Bottom three. Um, you know, the, the, the ratings for this are 1.2 million, which I think is up from the previous two weeks. Why don't you like Gator Boy? I would like to hang out with that guy. I don't want him on my wrestling TV. Do you want us on your wrestling TV? No, right? no, I understand. I say he's in better shape than we are, sure. but he's not anywhere near in ring shape. But they're buying personalities. But would is it all personality? You're, here's the deal. Look at Bray Wyatt, dude. He's not your typical in shape superstar. And I'm not saying Bray Wyatt's not in shape. I'm simply saying. He does not have oh, the Kevin body. Owens. Sure, same thing. Does not have the body. Is easy that far off from a Kevin Owens? Like, throw him in body a Body-wise? No. Throw him in NXT for a while? I mean, could he be on the same level? I'm, I'm going to go ahead gonna and say, say no to that. I'm not going to say on the same level because he doesn't have the years and years and years of experience that that, that Steen brings to the WWE. Like, I'm not trying to say that. I mean, uh, Steen's been in the business for sure, 15 years. Sure, absolutely. I'm not arguing that. But body-wise, they, they'd end up being close. Yeah, you're, you're right. Matt, Matt had said something about sticking them in the Wyatts, I believe. ZZ with the Wyatts. Oh, I'm not sure if he was being serious. Or if he was trying to piss me off. If he was trying to piss you off. But I remember reading a tweet about that. I'm an easy person to piss off. Yeah, you are. Yeah, get him up on the soapbox (laughs) and watch James go (laughs) against the IWC. Um, Which we could could tell another fun story about that. that, uh, But we're not even going to go with that. Oh, no. We'll we'll let that go. That one slide. That one played out on its own. Um, Jim, you had said about about Paige kind of rubbing you the wrong way while being a judge. There was, there was an issue, and it was really just this last week with Dario. Yeah. Well, here, yeah. The, if, if you haven't watched, they, they show these competitions, and then all the competitors are live, and the judges have a, you know, have a segment of the show to ask them questions about the episode, different things. Let me, let me just interrupt you here. Can we agree that this past episode, Dario was eliminated? The elimination was really about the, these little ring entrances. That's all it was. Like it wasn't about where you're progressing as a wrestler or anything like that. It was this. That was the that was the the major shot of, of from how the you would present a character. Thing. Yes, and that is what they eliminated on more or less this yes. week. 
I mean, I, I think, you know, the, it, there's a conglomerate thing, but I know Daniel Bryan nominated Daria for elimination based on her performance in these entrances, which I think her second one, because they, they gave, and then they get, well, then they gave this at the bottom three a, a second chance to do their entrance, and, and hers was exponentially better than the original one. Um, now, but, 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 but yeah, the, the, the judges get but a what chance. What was Sarah's dad? I'm, I'm not trying to put anybody on blast, but uh, can, can somebody no sell a gimmick worse than that? She, like, she, like, that was the, like, she was the supposed to be no like sell, evil. Evil means Sarah Lee. Like she, she just became no sell Sarah. Right. Everyone gets mad when Tina doesn't way. sell, but when Sarah didn't sell, I mean, people thought it was cute. I guess. I guess. Um. But but here was my issue with Paige this week. Um, is they're, they're given the opportunity to ask the competitors questions to kind of prepare them for who they're going to nominate for elimination. And then each of, each of the three competitors that are up for elimination are given 30 seconds to make their final plea. When Daria was making her final plea this week, Paige interrupted her like three times. And then even on Tough Talk, Paige kept trying to steal the show. And it's like, look, shut your holes, okay? You had your chance to ask questions. This is the competitor's time to make their final plea. And Daria was the only one that was interrupted during her final plea this week. The other two were given their full slot of time. Because, I mean, that is their 30 seconds. That's their time to look into the camera and to grab the fan and say, this is why I should still be here. This is why I want to do this. This is why you should vote to keep me on this show. But the person that was interrupted, and I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not saying that the show's fixed or that, that you know, this is a, you know, we should be writing to WWE and get Daria back or anything like that. But Daria had the lowest percentage of votes, Okay. The the voting ZZ had fifty two percent of the votes. Sarah Lee thirty four. Daria had fourteen. To me, I don't know if the, you know is it coincidental or or was it because she didn't have the full thirty seconds? She got interrupted. I don't know. I feel like ZZ people are voting for him because he's that cute, lovable character. I like the way he says alligator. <laughs> I like the way you say alligator. Like him. I think it's funny. To go back to the, the the Tough Enough video we were watching about testing your IQ with Patrick, another one he got right was WrestleMania 9. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, what, mean, what, what animal Bobby popped the Brain. Up? Bobby the Brain. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, Bobby the Brain. What animal popped up in the screen when Bobby the Brain was making his entrance? Um, and uh, and ZZ goes, well, I believe it was an alligator, <laughs> which was, was a great, great answer. But uh, again, Patrick... Patrick not only answers the question correctly as an ostrich is what popped its head up, but knew that Bobby the Brain was riding a camel to the ring backwards. Right. Not only just riding a camel. popped its head up there. There's a lot of... Apparently Bobby the Brain was pissed off about it. If you've ever heard him or anybody tell stories about WrestleMania 9, he was, he was pissed off about that entire thing. Like, why was he wearing a toga? Why was he on a camel? Why was he backward? Like, 
Bobby the Brain was pissed about that really? whole thing. Yeah, I've never heard any of that. Yeah, I forget. Uh, again, I, I listen to so many wrestling Man, podcasts fantastic. during the week. I work at a job where, thankfully, I can listen. I can I can listen to podcasts all day. So and I that was the one at Caesars, right? That was Caesars Palace. Caesar's yeah, Palace. basically in the parking lot. Like, right? It was only it was only like thirteen thousand people or something. I mean, it was a low number. I don't think Trump it was a pretty shitty wrestling Never had many. What's that? The Trump Plaza never held many. Did when they? No, I say that one was that was probably in the twelve to fifteen range. I mean, this was like it was set up and they had just had like put up bleachers in a right. parking lot. You ever see like there's very the few really high event. camera shots, like like blimp shots of it. You can see like it's it's just in a parking like lot. WCW <laughs> back. Yeah, like the old the old WCW outdoor pay per views. But <laughs> um, and Ryan, really, the only other thing coming out of tough enough this week is that we said. Uh, Diana quit, and they they replace her with uh, with Chelsea Green, which was the was it the masseuse, the masseuse that, that Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan had allegedly cheated on with during well, his rehab. Real quick, uh, physical therapist, or uh, either physical therapist or masseuse. Um, but he, here here's my problem: Diana quit. They go ahead and do an elimination, so Derry is gone. Somebody that that was been there as part of the selection process and is part of the show, part of the cast. Right, actually has like fighting yes. experience. And then a, a day after, and then a day after the elimination, they bring in somebody completely random that I don't even remember being a part of the casting special. I don't. I don't recall. Like, like if, 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 why couldn't you just not do an elimination? Like, couldn't you have done a situation where, like, you go through the elimination process, and then say, Daria, you're still a part of the show, but you need to step up your game because, you know, you would have been gone if Diana didn't quit. I, I just feel because, like, in, in in past seasons, if somebody quit the show, guess what? You just had one less competitor. You didn't bring somebody else back in. You didn't bring somebody new into the competition. I just thought that, I and mean, even though you're only a couple weeks in, I, 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 I didn't. I don't like that they brought somebody new in. Right, I agree. There, there. I have a bit of an issue bringing a brand new competitor in three weeks into the into the show, four weeks into the show. There, yeah, there's there's an issue with that. Um, but here's somebody that I that I I believe, and Matt, correct me if I'm wrong has wrestling experience herself. Um, I believe... I I think she wrestled for, like, PWA or something like that. Um, I know she trained with Lance Storm for a bit. Um, I, I just... I don't know how I really, really feel about it, I guess. I do I do struggle with, with them bringing somebody in. I, I much rather would have kept the same cast member you know, brought them back in. And then hopefully, here's the deal, Jim. In three more weeks, we're at week six, week seven, if somebody decides to drop out, are they going to just bring right. somebody new in? Right, exactly. Like, that's my question. Like, if it's like a, we have to time this out properly, then just don't do an elimination. Like, I'm trying to remember back to some of the old Tough Enoughs. I know people dropped out and they didn't have eliminations back in, like, season one and two without They, they didn't necessarily do an elimination Every week, like they just they eliminated people um, as they felt an elimination was necessary. Back in the old ones, um, so, but if somebody quit, they were just down a competitor. 
They didn't bring in somebody new. They didn't like go pick somebody out of the Indies and say, you know, we're halfway through a competition show. Welcome to the show. Here's another, and it's just dumb. It really is a stupid. Every season they've always had something. See, the, the first few seasons they had the chair. They folded the chair up, stuck it along the wall at tracks. Last season they had the belt hung on the wall. They don't do anything like that this year. No, we just eliminate, and it's stupid. It really is sounding stupid. But that that's a part that I'm like, man, it just it was a symbolism. I like of, the of I like the chairs more the than chair. I like the title belt. I love the chairs. Um because and I and I get that the, the, the concept of, you know, you earn the belt and the winner gets to keep their belt. Right. Um but But you don't get you you're not the WWE champion. Right. You know, if they're gonna do that, create a tough enough belt. Like make a belt where where the center plate is the tough enough logo. Sure. Um. You know, the, don't don't have it be the WWE title. Back then was the spinner belt. Right. First off, I would have asked him, "Can I get a different can get, belt? Can I get the winged eagle? Can I get a different championship belt?" Right. Anything. Um. You know, like this time, what are you going to give somebody a, a, a NXT title? Well, they already had to swim to the boat yeah. and pick one up. You know, and I'm sure I guess I guess they probably get to like keep those except for. You know the one that the one ended up at the bottom. A couple people didn't get theirs. Who left? He dropped down. I I cannot remember. Okay, to be completely honest, I don't remember either. Um, Matt did say Chelsea Green wrestled in ECCW up in Canada as well, so she does have wrestling experience. Okay. So I'm okay with with them bringing somebody in that has wrestling experience, but if she was like an option, she should have just been there from the get go. My take on that. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like. I don't recall seeing her in the top 40. Right, I have nothing against her. Um, I don't have anything against her. I have I have a problem with them bringing in somebody new three weeks into the competition. Right, right. That, and in her interview with Darius, she said she didn't feel slighted, which is yeah. Good. I mean, no, I probably would have personally myself. I, I feel, feel slighted like, mm, for her. I do, I do, <laughs> like, I really do. Like I, I'm like sitting here making You're a right. case for her to be really upset, and I mean, I, I think that shows you. Um, you know, she's not looking back. Right. And you know, she right. has her eyes set on the next part of the journey, which is great. Um, Ryan, anything else from Tough Enough this week? No, no. That's we, we've talked, uh, I think, great length. I think this is the longest we've talked about Tough Enough. I think it is, too. Um, which is good. I mean, we, we need to talk about it. I, I want people to watch it. We do. I think it's an important thing. And, and if we want it to grow and evolve and change, I think it's important for there to be dialogue about it, Ryan. Let's take a quick break here, and on the other side, we're going to talk about Raw this past week. And a decent Raw, really. A decent Raw. Okay. I liked it, and um, really some really good moments, some good stuff. And then we'll talk about Raw and just a couple other news and notes items here on the second hour. Stay tuned uh, for hour two Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday timeout. Three count Thursday <laughs> here on NGSCSports.com. Welcome back to Three Count Thursday right here on NGSCSports.com. Again, NGSCSports.com, where we never stop. Make sure you visit the site for all the live shows, including, of course, Three Count Thursday, Tuesday timeout, 
NGSC Weekly, and many, many more. You can also podcast all of the shows on the network by going to Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn Radio app, search NGSC. You can podcast our show directly by going to your podcast store and searching Three Count Thursday. That's always the number, never the word, Three Count Thursday. Also, WrestlingInformant247.com, a rotating stream of all the best wrestling radio shows and podcasts on the web. Again, WrestlingInformant247.com, you got us. You got Wrestling Informant Radio, Outside Interference, Ring Geeks, many more. Check them out. All of them are great. All the people are great. And uh, and we're honored to be a part of that team as well. Uh, so you make sure you check them out again. Our social media is our Facebook.com slash 3 Count Thursday, Twitter and Instagram at 3 Count Thursday. Uh, woman of the Week this week on Instagram is Amanda from Tough Enough, I believe. Ryan? I thought you were asking Matt that. I'm sorry. Well, I'm asking you. You're in the room with me. Yeah, yeah, we are. We're 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 here live together. Uh, I'm just trying to stall until Matt shoots me the answer <laughs> on Twitter. I think right I think now. It's, I believe Amanda it's Amanda from from Top Enough. So I hope it wasn't Diana. Um, I don't think it was Diana. Um, but anyway, check out the Instagram page. Uh, Matt Matt handles uh, that one more than either the two of us. Matt does a great job with that. Uh, so check that out again. Instagram at Three Count Thursday and uh, Twitter. At three count Thursday, Facebook.com slash three count Thursday. If you want to call into the show and talk to us, you can with any wrestling questions or thoughts. 724-444-7444. You have to enter the call ID one three five one three eight. It is Amanda on the Instagram page. Matt just got back with us, and honestly, I think he has the nice, the the best job out of out of the three of us. Yeah, I deal with the idiots on Twitter. You post the shit out of stuff on Facebook. I mean, you're posting stuff all the time. Right, and, and Matt does, too. Like, I'm, I'm not well, we all, yeah, we, that, I mean, we all handle all of them. He gets to upload beautiful women, and right. my last few posts, let me just pull them up here. If, if his wife catches him looking at pictures, honey, it's for the, for the show. No. If I do that, I sleep on the couch tonight. <laughs> He's sleeping there anymore. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the last few pictures I posted, um, and it's going to be a great segue, uh, well, actually, here, here, here is a, a list of them. Um, the Beast in the East, which is okay. Our logo promoting the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry Sags, okay, from from the Nasty Boys. The Nasty Boys. So, so remember what Matt's posting. I'm posting Jerry Sags, um, an old picture of Hillbilly Jim and a new picture of Hillbilly Jim, uh, and he works looks much much worse now than he ever did before, <laughs> which I didn't think was possible. But yeah. Um, a promotion about about Sean Carr for next week looks much better than Hillbilly Jim. Hillbilly Jim, much yes. much better. And make then, sure, I'll um, make sure I I'll tell him you said that. Yeah, really. you can tell him that. And then uh, I posted some John Cena pictures, which I think is a perfect segue to these rolls. To the to the the best thing about Monday Night, which we said it was it was a good episode. But here's the deal: John Cena has had the best segments on Monday Night Raw for two months now. Easily two months. Oh, yeah. I mean, these go back to the Kevin Owens. When, even when he, when he wasn't wrestling, and then Kevin Owens interrupted him, and he never had the open challenge. Jim, those segments were the best segments on Raw. These past two weeks, I don't know how you can look at this Raw and, and watch that John Cena-Cesaro match 
and not say that's a match of the year candidate. We kind of touched on this when we recorded the podcast on Sunday. Um, as Matt and now we, you and I, Ryan, also beginning to at least keep some notes on some of the best matches this year. And we were kind of joking, uh, again, as we were prepping tonight, um, that our top ten matches of the year at this point is almost looking like we could just make it the top ten John Cena matches of the year. Right. I think there's two or three from NXT that I could put in there. Yeah. But main event, main roster matches, these past two weeks with Cesaro, they have to be They have to be on there. This past week has to be on there. Yeah. This week was better than the first one, which I didn't think was possible. And the first one was really freaking good. Yeah. I like this one that it actually had a clean finish. Yes. That was that That was was a big thing. I, I had an issue with last week's Raw, two weeks ago, I guess now, two Raws ago. Yeah getting interrupted by Kevin Owens and calling to this quote. It sure did. Um, this was good. This was good. Now, do even, you agree with us that, that this week's Raw was better than last week's Raw? Or, I'm sorry, this week's... Oh, yeah, the Raw was definitely better. The Raw better. was definitely better. This week's Cena-Cesaro match is better than last week's Cena-Cesaro match. Uh, it, I just, I, I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. Yeah, and I mean, you look... His, it, every match he's had with Kevin Owens, I think, has gotten better. Um... I mean, the, the the matches with Rusev weren't the best, but the builds to them were great. Uh, you go back to Royal Rumble, the triple threat match uh, as the main event, Rollins, Cena, and Lesnar um, was incredible. Matt does agree that, that this week's match was better. Like, and here's the thing. I mean, it was, it was becoming a, a running gag on this show through 2014 about John Cena's matches, but somewhere around SummerSlam last year, when he when he was the uh, population one of Suplex City before Suplex City was Suplex City, um, you know when he went out like what Suplex Borough, maybe <laughs> the village Township, of Suplex, the village of Suplex, the village of Suplex. But when he when he got his ass kicked. By Brock Lesnar. And we gave him credit back then to go out there and wrestle, what, a 10-minute match and just basically get the get the hell beat out of you. We're talking a year ago. Some, I mean, yeah, I mean, practically a year. Practically a year, yeah. 11 months ago was kind of that turning point for us. Now, turning point, that's a TNA pay-per-view. <laughs> What's or a, was it? What, I say, a what's TNA. a TNA pay per view? Right. Don't their pay per views air live on, on, on Spike they TV? They call it Impact now. Yeah, you're right. Or Destination America. Um, but I mean, especially once you've gotten into this calendar year. Honestly, you know, and I never thought I'd be on this bus. I really didn't. But if you are bad mouthing John Cena, if you are saying it's, you know, because this week he won the match, and everybody... So I saw some of the same old Cena. I'm not even seeing many people saying that anymore. It's, it's few and far between. They are getting few and far between, because I think... But if you're you saying it, podcasts, you're just an asshole now. Right, you're just you're just a blind hater of John yeah. Cena. And I think that's the, the term that I've seen the most from, from a lot of these other podcasts. And we were talking about, you know, wrestling knowledge, things like that. We've had interaction with some of these other shows. Um, you know, the, the wrestling informant guys have said the same things a lot, a lot of the times. 
you know, that if, if you're not able to differentiate where John Cena was to where he's at today, I don't know what happened. If it if his willingness, or I, I don't even know what it of is of the chatter. Right. You know these guys see it and hear it. Here's the deal. I'd still love to see John Cena heal. I'd love to see it. I think it could do the same thing for wrestling that Hulk Hogan did when Hulk Hogan joined the NWO. There's a right time for there it. There is a right time for it. I mean, it would be and forced the thing. to do it And now. here's the thing. We didn't see that out of Hulk Hogan until he was really kind of towards the tail end of right, his career. Right, right. And I totally... And until there was kind that. of a new face. And the new face of wrestling, even though he was heel in acting, as wrestling as a whole was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Correct. Here's the deal, Ryan. Look at the way they're promoting Finn Balor. Okay. Finn Balor is clearly more so, and from a promotional standpoint, more so than, than anybody in years. Finn Balor is I think going to be the next face of the WWE. When Finn Balor gets to the main roster, I think there could be a time. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you could have a John Cena heel turn because Finn Balor is going to, you know, and if they keep doing documentary things like they did for that buildup for the NXT title match, which was incredible. Great documentary. Um, I've watched it more times than I probably care to admit. But the, the, the guy the guy is clearly the next face of the WWE. And I think we can agree that, that Kevin Owens is gonna be one of the strongest heels the WWE has going forward as well. We can agree with that. Yeah. And they're gonna put on really good matches. Right. Matt has a point. Yes. He just tweeted to us. And I hate to admit it, but he's right. He said, Cena basically is a heel. To the people that matter. And to the me's and the you's and the podcasters and the adult fans. That he knows that his character pisses off the smarks. And then he dials it up to impress them. And Matt, you got a great point. And maybe that's exactly what he does. You know, he knows he is the Fruity Pebble Kid champion of, of, of these children. Right. That the adults are like, man, that guy can't, I just, I can't and, stand and the, his character. And the and screaming, then he goes, the champ is here. Oh, that's garbage. <laughs> but like, right, that's right. instead of just the champ is here, it's the champ is here. Like, he goes full Justin Roberts. <laughs> on the chance, on the champ is here. Like, Whatever happened to Justin Roberts? Yeah, he's I not in the, the WWE. In TNA, but I don't think he ever... I don't know if they himself. can afford him. Oof, if they can afford Josh Matthews. Because apparently, I mean, he apparently enjoys his job at TNA more than his job at WWE. Well, he still has it. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, Matt Matt does bring up a great point that he is basically heel. Because what's going to happen, Ryan? What's going to happen if he turns heel? We're going to cheer the shit out of him. The only thing the people, the only right, you're right, you're absolutely right. The only people that aren't going to cheer for him are the kids, right? Guess who gets the merchandise? Freaking kids and us. Right, right. That's the problem. I just received one shipment today, and I'm receiving another one tomorrow. We always say that, you know, oh, the kids, the kids, the kids. But 
we were just talking how he both dropped like 30 bucks in the WWE shop this week. Yeah. You know, and this is your second order. I'll say I, I received three shirts today that I bought when it was 25% off all orders last week. Now, earlier this week, they Ricardo, had... we got a problem. I, really, I, I have a problem. Matt tweeted out a picture today of, of all his shirts. Of all his shirts. Like, we've got a problem. Like, all I don't of think... Not I have a king-size bed. I don't think I could fit all my shirts on my bed. I'm not lying. You'd have to fold them small, dude. Like, I was... I, I was... I was in the midst of doing laundry. You have a ton of shirts. It's laundry day for Big Jim. So that means you wash all your WWE shirts. I'm 30 years old. <laughs> Feels weird to say that, but I'm 30 years old. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank we you. We said that last time. It was, it was yeah. on Monday. But I'm 30 years old, and, and laundry day consists of, like, you know, shorts, socks, underwear, wrestling t-shirts. Wrestling t-shirts. I, I'm I'm so thankful. I really am that I work at a place that I get to wear T-shirts every day. Because if I didn't, I, I would not have the T-shirt collection that I do. Because um, I, I have friends of mine that you know they they wear you know dress shirts and shirt and tie and suits to work every day, and they they don't have near as much casual clothing as I do. The only I own one dress shirt, one tie. One pair of dress pants. I have like five golf polos because I golf, and then I have like five drawers full of wrestling, mostly wrestling and sports t-shirts. And, I, and I'm totally okay with this, but, uh, but yeah, the, the merchandise isn't going to go to kids if Cena goes heel. But somehow we got completely derailed again, like usual. Talking about this Cena Cesaro match, it was a spectacular match. And, Ryan, I said it to you when we were prepping earlier. I want the main event, not the main event, I want at SummerSlam, because we're getting Cena versus Owens this month at Battlegrounds. You know the match that I want at SummerSlam? Cena, Cesaro, Owens for the U.S. title. The match would be great. Just um, it, it awesome. would be. I don't know. That would probably steal the show. And and again, it blows my mind to really say that a John Cena match steals the show. But it would. I mean, this John Cena Cesaro match stole the show, and it takes two to tango. So the people that are going to argue, oh, it's because Cesaro. You're wrong. I mean, Cesaro is a hell of a talent. I ain't taking anything away from Cesaro. I think Cesaro is a better wrestler than John Cena. Takes two to tango. Cena's owed some credit for these matches he's put on time and time again on Raw. Legitimized the U.S. championship so much more than the Intercontinental. I don't even know who the Intercontinental champion is right now. It's Ryback. Oh, that's but right. honest to God, we just saw him last week with the belt. But, but I had to think you had about, to think it, about it. I mean, it's silly to say, but you had to think about it. The U.S. title means so much more right now. And it's do, only do you think that we'd be able to say that? I mean, I, I, I feel like they had the same goal with the Intercontinental and U.S. titles po- coming out of WrestleMania. Right, with Daniel like Bryan. If Daniel Bryan did, did not suffer another setback, do you think that, that we would have be, be having similar conversations about both the U.S. and the Intercontinental I belt? think it would have been some great programming. 
is what I think it would have been. Man, could you imagine a, a WWE where where all three singles male titles actually meant something? Right, we'd have to start a movement like hashtag give tag teams a chance. Right, right. Because I mean, I mean, as much as I like the prime time players, millions of dollars. Really, speaking of the, they were on commentary this week, and I mean that was probably the best thing they've done in a long time. Titus O'Neil on commentary, basically taking a shot at the commentators because they were still talking about the the Lesnar car incident, which we'll get to. And Titus O'Neil plainly says, "What does a what does a destroyed car have to do with what's going on in the ring right now? Talk about what's in the ring." And here's the thing: you watch Best uh, Beast in the East when it was Michael Cole and Byron Saxon. That was some of the best commentary work I've heard in WWE in years. That was the best commentary work Michael Cole's ever done. Ever. Up, it's up there. I mean, because he's not part of a gimmick. Right, he, he was commentating. To, he doesn't have to pander to, to JBL. He doesn't have to pander about the network. And that's the thing. The three-man commentary team is not good. I don't care for it. I There's really too don't. much because you're I mean, so busy worrying about okay. what the two guys next to you are going to say. Right. That... You can't, but you can't. There's too much going on. There is. I mean, how we trample over each other sometimes. Correct. And when we're literally across the studio from each other, but we're looking at each other, and we have to like motion aggressively with our hands sometimes, like, "Hey, I want to come in. Let me in. Here I am." <laughs> but but like like here's the problem with that. I remember Titus O'Neil definitely stealing that segment. Which was awesome. I couldn't tell you what the match was. It was a tag match. It I was. Uh, it been. So was that the Lucha Dragon? I want to say the Lucha Dragon okay. versus uh, the Ascension. Was it? See, I don't remember. Versus. Um, wasn't the Hype Bros? That's NXT. That oh, might be God, the worst so tag team ever. Um, was it like the Beverly Brothers or uh, Demolition or? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember who the match was, but I remember this segment. And to me, I'd rather I'd rather remember that those words from Titus O'Neil than remember the match, because maybe that gives me that small glimmer of hope. And I know it's not going to happen, but it gives me that small glimmer of hope that we might actually get some good commentary. You know what happened? Sorry, I made a joke on your I did, joke I, there. I, I joke there. You know what happened is, is Titus went backstage and Vince ripped him a new one. Vince McMahon hit him with a brick stick that he has sitting next to him. Right, for, for, for calling out JBL and, and folks about that. And do you, do you like Byron Saxton on Raw? I want to so give far, no. a chance. I really do. I, I like him on Beast like the I, I don't mind him is in NXT. Is the problem? Well, yeah. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. What are they going to do with JBL then? I mean, as much as I was getting rid of of the king, was getting rid of Lawler, was that the smart thing to do? Get him off of Raw? I know he's happier. He says he really enjoys what he's doing with SmackDown, actually, and then doing the pay-per-views. It's... I like like Byron. I think uh, in time he'll be okay. I like his... uh, Funny, awkward, confusing stares uh, sometimes during uh, during NXT. But um, you know, and I'll be all serious. I, I 
I, I like what he did at, at Beast in the East, and, and, and I just think the three-man commentary team makes it way too hard. Like, at no at no yeah. point, I mean, even if you go back to old, like, old Nitros, um, you know, any time in the WWE when they had three commentaries, when you had a two-man team, that's when it was always best. I mean, you had these, you had commentary partners, uh, Lawler and Jr. You had Gorilla and Bobby Heenan, Gorilla and Jesse Ventura, Vince McMahon and Bobby Heenan, Vince McMahon and Macho Man. I mean, when you have a two-man team, it, it, it just it, it, it's it's a conversation about what's happening. When you have three people; it just seems very busy. No, I agree with you. I can't. I cannot argue that, Jim, at all. Um, did, do you have a favorite commentary team of all time? That's a tough question. Oh. No. You know, maybe maybe we'll reserve that one for Facebook. Off the let's top, reserve, or, no, I let's mean, reserve it for Facebook. We'll throw it out there, and uh, this will not. I guarantee you, this won't be my my number one. But I did always like. Um, I, I liked when when because this isn't a. a single team, but I liked that there was that brief period where like Vince McMahon would be on pay-per-views with like a, like a, like a random superstar, like SummerSlam 90, he had, he had Macho Man, uh, Royal Ru- or not Macho Man, uh, Roddy Piper. And then at um, Royal Rumble 94, uh, he had Million Dollar Man. So like the, when he had, it was Vince McMahon and just a wrestler. But Piper, Piper had did it. A few times, right? Piper just wasn't a one. Yeah, he was on a few times. Like I mean, I I remember enjoying watching Piper on there. I really did. That's a good question. I'll throw it up on the Facebook page sometime this week. Facebook.com slash three count Thursday. Keep an eye out for it. Um we'll we'll throw it up there. We want to get everybody's take on that. Maybe we'll revisit this next week. All right. Yeah, I'll definitely have to think about it because there's a few I have in mind. Right. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman opened the show with a great promo. Um, I'm glad that WWE has found the old Brock Lesnar pyro, the ones that shoot off from the corners when he jumps up. Right. I am happy about that. Um, it feels like they couldn't afford the pyro there for a while. I don't. I don't know what it was. <laughs> right. Or like uh, one, like one week the pyro would go off, the next week it wouldn't. Like they forgot Brock's pyro. Um, or like when in the WWE video games, like you hit the button to make it go off and it just didn't register. Like a, some guy sitting at a table, like mashing the button, mashing it. it just and it just like goes off randomly. And Jeff Hardy walks through and it goes off and blows him up. <laughs> um, I was actually at a, a show in Hershey one time where uh, Marty Jannetty got scorched because it was like it was the old like uh, ones that just kind of shot up off of the ring. And uh, he was. It was when he was teaming with the one, two, three kid, and Janetti was in the ring, and he started backing up, and he guess he forgot that there was pyro, and it shot up on his back, and he went scooting across the ring. <laughs> um, yeah, Marty Janetti, folks. Um, but Brock, it was a it was a great way to start off Raw. But then what was even better was when Brock Lesnar came back out. Uh, Rollins kind of called him out. And he came out and destroyed the Cadillac with, not with a sledgehammer, not with, uh, you know, chairs, with two freaking axes. Not one, 
Two axes, Ryan. What the hell were the axes doing in that trunk? I think like, was, was that, that a firefighting? I think thing? it was because a. It was, it was like, a. It was a fire. fire or, there. there was fire extinguisher and stuff. I guess theoretically, if somebody gets trapped in something, the axes will be there. All right, sure. All um, right. I don't care why they were there. I'm just happy they no, were. They did their job. Um, I, I didn't think we'd ever see something like that on the WWE. I mean, there's a lot of things that could go seriously wrong. And at one point, if you look, it like it looked like the axe kind of got out of his hand a little bit. That's what I was worried about. If if there was if he's the only guy that that segment would have worked with because he's so big, he's so strong, he's so aware of his body that once that axe kind of started to come loose, he was able to get it back under control. They could have done it with Hornswoggle in a matchbox car. And I'd have been all right. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that one you weren't, you weren't expecting. Oh. That, one. That, one, that one just came out. Dude. It's because he's shorter. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure... <laughs> Do matchbox cars have windshields? No, they don't. It's a freaking matchbox car. <laughs> Hell if I know. Is it a full it's size? A is it a full size X? It, 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 the doors don't even open on the damn matchbox car. I don't think. But okay, we'll say it could have happened with Hornswoggle and the Power Wheels. Is I that don't better? know if that's any better. It's not better. No, I don't think so. Okay, well, he destroyed the car. He destroyed the car. He destroyed the car. I was concerned. I, I, I That ran through my head. Boy, that would suck if he launched an axe into the crowd. Like, that like was the, the first thing. Like, it just comes loose. We might as well just get to the elephant in the room that apparently took out a child with the interior okay. of the door that right. separated. Right. There's a that little... has nothing to do with anything. They shouldn't suspend him. They shouldn't fine him. They... they it, it was a, a freak accident. He did launch the freaking door pretty far, though. Dude, like, yeah. how crazy was it? Right. Think about, like, look, I, I've never picked up a car door, but it's they're not light. They're not light. They're not. He threw that thing like it was a Frisbee. I, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, he threw, had to launch that thing, what, 40, 50 feet? No, oh, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I mean, ish, ish, far enough. And and the door kind of separated. I guess a kid got hit with the interior part of the door. Yeah, here's the deal with that. Um, I don't care. The kid's lucky. He had to have gotten showered with free crap. Oh yeah, you know they took him to the back and just loaded him up. And here's the thing: the the kid and his parents they refused medical attention because the kid wasn't even hurt. They were like tweeting and. Texting people about it right away. The kid did fall over. Did you see the video? There's like fan video of it. No. Behind the kid. The little kid in like a blue jumpsuit or something like that. It looked like the kid wiped out. The kid fell over. Um, probably because he wasn't paying attention. Probably not. It's, it's kind like, of like that lady Texas. watching the, the basketball come and smack her <laughs> in the face. Um, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. It's a scary incident. It is. On the back of every ticket, it has a disclaimer. That that you're going to an event, yada yada yada, and I forget exactly what the ticket says. Basically says if you get hit with anything and hurt with anything, too freaking bad. Too bad. You can't sue the arena. You can't sue the WWE. You can't sue the performer because it's right. it's, a, it's a generic disclaimer that is on every ticket purchase. Um, that basically says if you get hit, you can't sue. You paid for the freaking ticket. The end. Right. You know, 
Um, like I said, the kid probably went to the back. You know, they probably got T-shirts, met wrestlers, things like that. Good for them, as as he should. Sure. Um, I, I don't. But think that, that begs the question: Why couldn't I ever get hit with the door to right. go back step? That's right. all I want. <laughs> I don't think the I intention like, was oh, for hey, somebody there's to get Dolph hit. Ziggler. Yeah, I'll take your headband. And oh, hey, there's Lana. Sure, I'll I'll sneak a little cheek kiss. Sure. You know, because I'm a cute, adorable little kid. It would have made my life. Why wasn't I ever hit with the door? Damn it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and not seriously. Not it. seriously. I mean, here's hurt. the deal. If it ever happened with me, I'd catch the freaking metal part right in my forehead, and I would be bleeding <laughs> out. That's my luck. That's what would happen. I'd end up at the hospital with no freaking wrestler recognition. Right. Exactly. That's my luck. Um, it was an awesome segment. It really was. Just great, dude. I mean, we we talk about it sometimes. It, it had that attitude era feel. That man, this is just unhinged. Like, what's going to happen? Poor Jamie Noble, that poor guy. So, what exactly happened to him? I saw there was a picture. His back was all stitched up. Did he? I guess when he got thrown into something, he got cut open. I think that's what happened. I know Mercury. I think got busted open too. Like Mercury. I thought he was going to break his freaking neck on the hood of the car. That could have happened. He didn't. He did not, though. Let's clear that. I was he also afraid for Brock Lesnar because, like, to pull off that belly-to-belly suplex. Wait, there's glass. Like, there's and, and Lesnar came awful damn close to, like, busting himself on the right. front of the car. Yeah. There was a lot that could have went wrong. Again, if, if if I'm a performer in the WWE and, and I'm told that I have to be belly-to-belly onto a car, I would trust Brock Lesnar. That's who I would trust. Right. The guy makes it look crazy intense, but I would feel that, that Brock Lesnar has more control over that situation than any other wrestler in the locker room, just to knowing his own body and, 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 and his surroundings. Right, right. That's just my take on it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I feel bad for Noble, dude. Broken ribs, now he busted his back open. Good and, for him, man. Broken ribs, what, a month ago? Still, and he, I don't think he missed dude, a he raw. Took a, no, he didn't miss a raw. He took a freaking shot with a kendo stick while we were at SmackDown last right. week. And, like, everybody can say, oh, you know, that gimmick, blah, 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 whatever. But, like, I remember watching the episode of the one old season of Tough Enough when Tommy Dreamer hit Scotty in the back, and, and Scott couldn't get a breath in for, like, three minutes like a deep breath in because he was in that much pain. Like that can't feel good. And you got to hit him loud enough that it's going to echo throughout the arena. Right. We go back to watch the, the Singapore cane thing. Oh, um, was it Raven and Tommy Dreamer? I mean, his back's bleeding. I was, I, the the one, thank you, sir. Can I have that whole, that whole, it was the one house show I was at. There was a cane match and it was uh, D'Lo Brown before the chest plate versus I think Tommy Dreamer. And, or Steve Blackman. You know, we just we both just did the D'Lo Brown head shake when you said D'Lo Brown. Um, just to paint that image for everybody. <laughs> but you like, I was in like the third row, and you could see the welts on arms and chest and back from these from these shots. So kudos to Jamie Noble, or right, just a couple of other spots on Raw that uh, that I like the uh, Rusev Ziggler. Um, what a great segment. I guess Rusev is, is healthy now. I guess, you know, I guess the, the injury, the extent of the injury was kayfabe, which I like that they're still kayfabing stuff. 
in 2015. Yeah, yeah, that's um, alive in 2015. Pull, pulls the uh, pulls the ankle brace off and beats the heck out of Ziggler, which I guess this is uh, Ziggler's end of contract. Take some time off, think about it here a little bit, because I think they they've now announced that he is injured and out indefinitely due to a throat injury. Okay, sure, um, legit. Which is funny, you can't you can't quote curb stomp a guy, but you can jam a right, crutch, into, crutch his, into your throat, which throat. would legitimately kill you if done hard. Right. I mean, a curb stomp could legitimately well, kill you too. It dude. could. But you're right, right. We're talking one thing's banned and one thing's not. Right. Um, just tongue in cheek because I just like pointing well, here's out. Here's the deal: is there is there a, a lot different between a pedigree? No. And the curb stomp. I think the pedigree I mean, you could probably hurt probably worse more. because your hands are are are. But you're definitely going to you're definitely going to break your neck or face with a pedigree. Right. I mean, there's that one. Taking, it's, it's a there's that bump, one but, you can find it on YouTube. I think if you search like Triple H kills a guy. Where he ends with spikes <laughs> almost. Where he like spikes the guy. What was that? Man, that was. It looked like it looked like Sparky Plug. But I don't think it was Sparky Plug. I, I think you'd be able to take the bump better. Than Bob Spark Plug Holly. I I saw I saw Sparky Plug's debut. That was awesome. The WWE in Hershey the night before Royal Rumble '94. But uh, a great segment. Um, I'm so happy Rusev is actually back in action. I've missed him. I lo- again. I'm a heel guy. I love Rusev. I really do. Uh, and Ryan. Holy shit! Was, was it, it was Shawn Michaels? Was it? I think it was Shawn Michaels. Really? I have to look that up. When, we're, when we get off the air, we got we actually got to pull the video. Um, well, here, look it up. Oh, I, I can probably talk about Rusev for a minute. Hey, talk about Rusev for a minute. I, I did. I like the part where he dropped the boot. I like that we're going to now see Lana involved in an angle without Rusev. I think that's something that I'm going to or without without Ziggler, uh, because Ziggler written off. Why Why does she still wear the the, the like the Russian because she's still suit. from Russia. Heal or not, she's still from Russia. By the way, of Florida, I believe, I, but still, I do. Russia. I, I do like her hair being down, though. Yeah, no, I do too. Very attractive woman. I'm not going to argue that. I, I I hope this leads to Lana's in-ring debut. I really do. Am I excited? It's going to be against Summer Rae. Probably not. I'm not a huge Summer Rae fan. I know Matt's going to be upset for me saying that. I know Matt's a fan. Um, but hopefully this leads to in-ring work with Lana and Summer Rae. That wasn't Shawn Michaels. It wasn't? It was uh, the video Michael. says Triple H versus Shawn Michaels. But the 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 Shawn I Michaels know, never... They don't really look like Michaels. No, and he's way too thin. That's a jobber. That's a jobber. Unless somebody can prove me wrong, legitimately. got long hair pulled in a ponytail. Yeah, so did so did uh, Barry Hardy back then. And there's a guy. There's a guy. Uh, some of the comments are saying it's Marty Garner. Marty M A R T Y. More more likely than it was that it was Shawn Michaels. Hey, that wasn't Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels champagne. Shawn Michaels never wore gear like that. But literally, yeah, if my you, fault for not actually watching the video. But literally, so you can I, you I, can I, research you can when you start the search Triple H and you type the letter K, it just finishes kills a guy kills a guy right just spikes him down there. <laughs> good point. Good point. Matt does not like the the that uh, 
Lana's bun is gone. I like the hair down. That's I've always a, been a hair down type of guy, though. That's I mean, I like preference. the bun, but like that's kind of like that, that was kind of the face turn. Right, she like did that whole like slow, shake her, her hair out of hair the down. Bun. Right, literally, she let her hair down. This this is might be a, a decent point. He's claiming Summer Rae's better than Brie. Matt, I wouldn't know that because I haven't seen a Summer Rae match in two and a half years. <laughs> I was going to say better at what? At talking? Yes. Brie is awful on the mic. She really Come on, is. Nikki. Um, she's she's gonna, awful on Total Divas. I don't know. I, again, I don't watch the Total Divas. So I did. I did. I, yeah. Again, guilty, guilty pleasure. pleasure. That's fine. Matt, are you are you a Total Diva fan? Is that does he watch Total Divas? I don't I know. I think he indulges a little. I saw today he tweeted that he, he was dabbles in it, uh, catching up on season three, which is on which is on the network. Oh God, I can't get in. I just can't do it. We talk a lot about about toys and figures. Like we just can't afford to start collecting WWE elite figures, as great as they are. I get excited when they all roll out. I can't. I just can't let myself get into tough enough. Total nope. divas. T- total divas. I'm sorry. Totally tough enough in my mind. It is. It, it really is. I just I don't think I can allow myself to do that. And I don't know why. I just I just can't do it. I'm sorry. Oh no, and Ryan last Maybe I'll get drunk one night. Maybe. And, and just Um Maybe. Kane's Hawaii. Oh my god, how great. The greatest worst photoshops ever. I love the how one where he's surfing and it's like this gigantic Kane's upper torso on these little short stick legs. I mean, if, if you did a if you did a height comparison, like the picture would make him out to be about five foot one. I mean, it was a spectacular, awful Photoshop job, and I I couldn't get enough of him. Somebody was on, on Facebook or or I'm sorry on Twitter, complaining that these pictures look fake. How can we really think he's in Hawaii? And I'm like, you're not you're not, you don't. You don't, you get, don't it. get it, right? You don't. This is like tongue-in-cheek humor. Like this is, and it wasn't like a kid. It was an adult. Like this is like adult sort of humor. Like ha ha ha. This is funny because he's clearly not there. It's supposed to look th- like this, but uh, yeah, they're funny. I'll have to. I'll have to try to find some of them. I know the WWE put them up on their website. I just have to find some. And the ratings for this week, Ryan: three point six three, three point six eight, three point six one. Uh, so you gained into hour two, you know you had the, had a little bit of drop off there. Um, you had the drop off for hour three. Yeah, not bad numbers. Eh? You know, not, not going to go into a long rant about them. Not not much of a difference uh, from from what we've uh, what we've always talked about with these ratings numbers. Um, you're never going to see the sixes and sevens that you saw years ago. Um, I think for the summertime, uh, going into battleground. I think I think a high threes is is pretty good right now. Yeah, we're especially not, coming off a holiday weekend, right? And we're not necessarily talking the uh, the push to SummerSlam yet. Like the SummerSlam always gets a little bit a little bit hotter. End of July, August, the Raws are going to pick up a little bit to build these feuds at SummerSlam. Do, do you still we can still consider SummerSlam WWE's number two pay per view? WrestleMania being oh, one, yeah. SummerSlam number two. Yeah. So uh, we're not quite there yet. So mid to high threes, I think are okay. Um, what was what was tough enough? One point two. One point two. Here's the deal. That's still beating. 
I don't know if there's a million there people that have TNA? Destination America on their cable. I, uh, it's got. I'm sure it's beating TNA. I mean, oh yeah, TNA. I, I think like, TNA is getting like in the four hundred thousand. Okay. Ring of Honor, probably the same thing again. It, it because of Destination America's a limited reach. Or on Spike with TNA even pulling in a million. Maybe early, just, just around there, one point one. One point one. Some weeks you're getting like nine hundred k. Uh, so your reality show is getting more than, than TNA product. I mean, but, but I think the sad thing is that TNA product has gotten better post Spike TV. Right. That's the sad thing about it. Um, it really has. And I think the ratings for both Ring of Honor and TNA have been getting a little bit better. I think the, like last week it was down, but you're going into a holiday. I'd like to see, you know, maybe see what this week's are. But um Shame, like like I said, this was a, a much better role than the previous weeks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That Cena Cesaro match. The coming week is a go home. Top five. Yeah. Favorites heading into um. I'm sorry. Top five match of the year favorites. Total Divas is beating matches tweeted. Total Divas nine hundred seventy five thousand for the this episode one of the new season. Okay. And that airs at the same time as TNA Impact. No. What, what day does TNA air? They're Wednesday now. Wednesday? Are they Wednesday? Wednesday nights. Okay, so it'll be even Tuesday. Yep. Okay, that's my fault. Yep, yep. Um, but, yeah, they're they're still putting up better numbers. Again, more people have E probably than Destination America. That's, that's, that's like 70% of TNA's problem. You're right, yeah. Is people don't have the the channel to watch them. Like, that's a bad thing. That is. Um, Did you have to search that hard? I to find it. Um, but uh, you know, overall, I didn't I didn't mind this this raw Matt says hour three was awesome. The first two hours were dog shit. Um, I I I thought the matches were good. Um, you know, you had the opening promo with with Heyman. I, I actually thought this Raw was pretty good. I'm going to disagree with Matt. Um, Ryan, I think you, you enjoyed Raw this week, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I, it, wasn't I, I, the it, best. it wasn't the best. No, no. Um, I have higher expectations for this week's go-home Raw because of I the sure past do. week. I sure do. Right, right. I would. They I will let me down completely. They will totally let you down. I think, I think you, you had said it on, on our recorded show that you're just hoping for a good Raw on your birthday. I would call it a good Raw. It's not a great Raw. Raw. not an outstanding Raw. You know, it's it's. Like, put it this way: I was, I was awake uh, Sunday night in the Monday morning. We recorded the podcast. I got home one uh, thirty. Yeah, I was it up was till like almost four a.m. Um, you know, just fine tuning some of the audio and and getting it uploaded. I was having some issues with file size to get it uploaded. I was up until like four a.m. Got about three hours of sleep and. Uh, Monday was a long day at work. I, I I wasn't bored at one point. I didn't feel like I was going to fall asleep at any point during Raw. It entertained me for three hours. That's all I asked. That's it. That's all you need. World wrestling entertainment. There was wrestling, and it entertained me. That's all that matters. Ryan, last thing uh, this week uh, is WWE unveiled its cover athlete, cover superstar for the WWE 2K16 game, which comes out in October. Have you seen who the cover superstar is? I have, yeah. Does, okay. this, does this mean 
he's wrestling. I don't think it necessarily does. If you don't know who it is, Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? Stone Cold Steve Austin. I, I, I won't do it. I'm okay. okay. Um, I see what you. The rattlesnake. I see what you. I won't. Do um, it. I want one beer, two beers, shot of vodka, shot of whiskey, more beer. More beer. Um, which is still one of my favorite Austin. Uh, Great moment. Austin. One of our favorite promos that he ever cut. But Ryan, the the big question coming out of this is, is so many people were upset that it was him and not a current superstar. Who would you put on it? If it had to be a current star, if it had to be put, current. Do you put the part timer Brock Lesnar? Like how do you not put Brock Lesnar, first of all? I would say either Lesnar or Seth Rollins. Just because Equally both. those two have had the biggest year. Okay. I think it's too early for like. Any you know NXT they put Brock Lesnar on there and they bitch that he's a part timer. Right. You put Seth Rollins on there. He's only been the champion since WrestleMania. WrestleMania. But you by put, and large, Seth Rollins. If you if you're going October trending, to October, he's trending upright. He if you're going October to October, because that's when the games get released, Seth Rollins has had the biggest year. Sure. I mean, sure, Ke- you can argue Kevin Owens, but you're, it's too quick to put Owens on a video. Sure it is. Um. But here's the deal. This is the way I looked at it. What was Austin's, the thing he was most famous for? 316. What year is coming up? 2K16. Has to happen. Has to. Right. Like, and I know the other year, like, I I didn't get 2K15. I still have 2K14. Uh, That was the one that had The Rock on the cover. Guess what was on the reverse side of that? Daniel Bryan. Right. I would be very surprised if there wouldn't be a current superstar on the uh, on the flip side of this cover. Who who was it? Was it Warrior last year? Was it last year? Oh, Cena. Yeah. Was it Cena? Yeah, because people see lost it, their why. freaking mind about that, too. But how do you not put John? I mean, he's still, like, he's, he's still the guy. Like, If he wasn't what, on whatever. last year, there's a strong case for him this, this year. year. Right. I mean, really. We were just talking about it. I, mean, I don't know who else you put on. I really don't. I mean, Lesnar, maybe. But here's like I mean the WWE right now is in a really good spot because you don't have a lot of stars you have a, a lot of up and coming stars. Sure. Like USA apparently is is a little bit unhappy with Tough Enough because and and, and maybe wrestling in general from reports in the Wrestling Observer, Observer newsletter. So again, take that with a grain of salt. But am I I mean am I just that much of a mark for the business? But I, I would argue that that, that this is the best time for wrestling since the Attitude Era. What's USA going to put on a three-hour time slot on a Monday and draw with more episodes of uh, really NCISICS, uh, freaking right, Miami or Las right. Vegas or uh, Alaska, whatever the hell, right? Or the, they, or the, you know, the, the Kill Rape Show, with yeah, the SBU, Kill Rape Show, Silk Stalking, Silk Stalking, Murdoch. <laughs> Murdoch, Murdoch, Murder that? She Wrote. Murder She Wrote. <laughs> right. What it was a Murder She Wrote led into Raw, and then it was Silk Stockings after, after Raw. Right. Weren't as, as like a as like a adolescent boy. Wasn't the first like three minutes of Silk Stockings not the greatest part of your week? That was. I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. It, you it went was, from wrestling to like a sex quick, scene and murder. It was always a uh, quick turn the TV off when <laughs> it's time for bed. That's what it was. Um, Matt throws up here. Maybe they should put Wyatt on the cover. 
<laughs> or Emma. Or Emma. Let's go with her, he says. Um, <laughs> here's the deal. Is it that hard to believe maybe in a year or two? I mean, Bray Wyatt's not going to sell video games. It's got, I mean, that's the thing. Like, the WWE's in a weird spot because you have to sell. To, to the casual player, the casual wrestling fan, the, the, it almost wants to be like a souvenir. Sure. So Austin's going to be a souvenir. Bray Wyatt, unfortunately, isn't. Let's talk realistically here in a year or two. Matt, Matt said about Emma. Right. I, 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 James just did the fist thing. Maybe you got to put Roman Reigns on the front. Again, I don't know if that sells the game. In a year or two, where we're talking maybe... Could we see a Charlotte, Sasha Banks, Bailey cover, something like that? Could we see Divas holding down the cover of a video game would be awesome. for the WWE? And do you think it would sell what it needed to sell to, to make it a legit move for the WWE to do that? Do you think people wouldn't buy it because there's a woman on the cover, realistically? I mean, I hate to if, say if that. If the I women's division actually changes the game in, in WWE the way I think it could, I don't think it's I don't think it's a far stretch that you could potentially have them main eventing a pay per view and being on the cover of a video game. I don't. They'd have to main event a pay per view before that happens. I would think so. All right. But I don't think it's out of the question. I mean, it's hard because the one video game is for the entire year. Right. Um, but I'm not I'm not ruling it out because the women in NXT and 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 it's even having an impact on the WWE women's division. Sure, sure. Um, it, it's changing, and you know you see these you see these women even that are on some of the ones that are on Tough Enough. I think are strong and athletic, and it's more than just the old pretty face game anymore. Like it's part of it, but there's a lot more to it anymore. Um, but Ryan also, you know, so you're okay with Stone Cold on the cover? I'm totally okay. I totally am. Absolutely. hundred percent. That's all I got this week, 100%. man. Uh, any birthdays, uh, any, any, you know, it's, it's, it's actually, uh, rare that we're the biggest to do this live today. Um, it is Kevin Nash's birthday. Kevin Nash turns 56 today, 56 years old. The, uh, you know what he got for his birthday? A torn hamstring. Torn cloth. Quad. No, this is a serious joke. It was either like yesterday or say, um, uh, somebody was doing like this day in WWE history type of thing, and somebody said like it was the first time that Kevin Nash like pulled his quad. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody went back and found the first time he did it, and life has never been the same. That's <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, it's also uh, Mark Miro's birthday. Uh, Obviously, no. Johnny B. Bad. Johnny B. Bad in the WCW. Wild Man Mark Marrow. Wild Man Marvelous Mark Marrow. Marvelous um, Mark Marrow. Currently is a motivational speaker. Actually, a um, really good speaker. He really is. Have you seen he's, some of these? He's cleaned his life up. Doing a lot time. of anti-bullying stuff. Cleaned his life up. Very, very, very good speaker. Really is. Really is. Look his stuff up on yeah on YouTube. Um, I've seen it kind of make the. Uh, the Facebook round, uh, one of his videos about uh, leaving the audience in tears or something like that. I think it was like really a Mother's Day thing. It was a story about his thing. mother. You're right. And yeah, I, I'm not going to really lie, dude. Good. I was freaking bawling like a little girl. I really was. Right, right. That happens a lot, though. Uh, the only other thing I have here, Jim, breaking news tonight, WWE.com uh, just recently put this up. 
they have announced the main event for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Which is the night before SummerSlam. Correct. This is uh, Saturday, August the 22nd. So we're not, we, we, we don't have a Thursday TakeOver. This is the first TakeOver, not on a Thursday. Huge main event has been confirmed for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Newly crowned NXT champion Finn Balor will defend his title against former champion Kevin Owens, taking place up at the Barclays Center up in New York Saturday, August the 22nd. Uh, and that's going to be part of the special that airs live on the WWE Network. Jim, already people are tweeting about this. Are you okay with the main event? The tweets made it almost sound like people were not okay with the main event. Here's the reason I'm okay with it. It's going to sell the card. And Owens is clearly do a rematch. Do I think he will win the belt? I don't. I think he's out of NXT after this. Mm-hmm. Um, the pictures, obviously, can be, can be altered or changed. He does not have any title with him. Would it be weird for the United States champion if he wins the U.S. Cha- to go to NXT as the United States champion to face Balor for the NXT championship. You know what I mean? Is the, uh, did the WWE kind of book themselves into a corner here? Is a bear shit in the woods? <laughs> I mean, uh, the WWE there. is pretty famous for booking themselves into corners. Um, I think it would be a little weird to see that, especially for as strong and as prominent the um, – U.S. title has been, which is why, and I'm not the, you know, next week we'll do our uh, takeover or takeover battleground predictions. Um, we're going to get a little sneak peek. I don't think Kevin Owens comes out of battleground with the U.S. title. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to uh, give you what I think is going to happen at battleground, awesome. but that's one thing I don't see him coming out of it. Um, I also don't think it's his last uh, opportunity to win that belt. Um, so, I love, if the question is, do I like this uh, match? Uh, yes. Do I want to see this match again? Yes. I thought the match in, in Tokyo was awesome. Um, I think this one will be awesome. I'm intrigued by this because uh, there's a lot of uh, confusion on whether or not they're going to have the full seating capacity open for this. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a fairly large arena. Uh, there's talks about maybe they're going to have the top seats tarped off for this, so it's only going to be like a lower bowl and floor, so you're going to have about half the arena, because um, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot here's of what people. I think, here's what I think WWE 17,000, I think, someone hold for an NXT show? Can, can you make the tickets cheap enough that it's worth it for folks? They're not. Have you seen the ticket prices? Nope. I think the highest price is like $90. So like a WWE piece. show. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, I think the cheapest tickets are down in like the 30s. There's like a $60 difference. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm not saying WCW give tickets away to fill the arena for the sake of having a full arena. I think they'll be fine without having a full arena. I would just think that if they wanted to sell the tickets high enough at a $10, $15 clip, that that would probably draw enough people almost yeah. as an indie show. Like, if you're going to pretend to be – I don't want to say pretend to be. That was the wrong word to use there. You know, more of an indie-style program within these style wrestlers. Then, Make it then indie style price. Have it indie style price. Not for ringside, not for floor if you don't want to. But if you're going to go you already have the building. stuff like that, you have the building. Like you already have the building. Well pack it out. 
But like, I, I hope they still have like the black canvas and the yellow ropes, and like, I hope it's still like, I hope it looks like an NXT show and not a WWE. Like, show. I, like I like I hope it doesn't come across as like, you know, what I mean, like I hope they don't have a WWE. I mean, the staging will be. I'm assuming that whatever the SummerSlam stage, right? Because that's that's at the Barclays Center as well, right? Yeah, and you're not going to change out the, the the staging in one night. I, I I don't see them doing that. There's a lot of work that, that goes into that. Um, but I hope you know ropes, turnbuckle covers, canvas. I mean, when we were sitting there at SmackDown last week, would they have six or seven canvases they go through in one night? Right. Yeah. So sure. a canvas, you can you can. You can you can make the ring look like an NXT ring, right? And then they're they're traveling and doing with with the uh, with the video on the side of the ring now as well. So, yeah, I I'd like for it to look like an NXT ring. I really would, and not a WWE ring. I agree with you. Yeah. Um. Other than that, Big Jim, that's all I got for you. A couple birthdays, like I said today, um, and then that broke today. That actually. Uh, was broken today by William Regal, the NXT general manager at San Diego Comic Con. Um, this okay. Regal broke that, which is awesome that it wasn't like on Raw or on SmackDown or on NXT that it was broke at, at, at Comic Con and it was part of uh, the unveiling of Finn Balor and Kevin Owens' um, new Mattel figures that'll be coming out in, in uh, one of the next lineups that they're releasing. Right, you've certainly. Seen, you've seen the Finn Balor. Yeah. It's going to be an elite. So cool. It's so cool. Full war paint. I can't start collecting these I, things. We can't, I can't either, dude. I just, I can't. Because the minute I buy one, I was telling you that I had the new Bret Hart. Not not the elite one, the cheaper one, the basic one. Right, the, yeah. $10. I'm a huge Bret Hart fan. I didn't do it. I can't. Because the minute I buy one, it's going to get. They have a, the, a Hogan one in that lineup where he's wearing just the red oh. Hulkamania comes home shirt. And I had it in my hand. I'm like, I, can't I had the, the, that Undertaker one from a couple series ago. The Elite? The original Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah, with, yeah. That was in There's my an hand. on that. You know that on the back. Their weight. Because Kane was released in that one, too. They both uh-huh. have him weighing in at 212 pounds. Oh, he was 328 and Neither pounds. of them weighed 212. No. But on the back of it, it's, it's a printing error on, on that. Oh, man. I should have bought it. They're all like that. Um, I haven't seen one that's not like that. Right. But that's but little, I can't little, I can't start collecting them, Ryan. But uh, we could we, we could talk about this all night. Um, we are. I'm free. Do you, do you want? To? <laughs> Welcome to our first ever seven hour podcast. Um, thank you all for listening. It, it, it's been a really good show, Ryan. Let them know about uh, the social media sites. Then we'll close yeah, you it up. could uh, you could find uh, Three Count Thursday many many places. We're on Instagram and on Twitter at Three Count Thursday at the number three. Count Thursday. It's Facebook.com slash three count Thursday. Find all sorts of information on all three platforms. Um, like I said, can't say enough about Matt and what he does over there on the Instagram page. Jim usually tweets. I know me and Matt tweet as well. Um, everybody has access to the Facebook page. Uh, we all try to throw some content up there. We try to get you involved as much as possible. Um, you can find myself it's at R-Y-N Eagle, at R-Y-N-E-A-G-L-E. Uh, I was on that most of the night tonight myself, personally. I don't even know if there's anybody on the three. I guess you were on. The I'm on yeah, I'm on the three-count one. You can find Matt. Matt, he's on Twitter, at 3-C-T-A-Philly-8, at 3-C-T-A-P-H-I-L-L-Y, and then the number 8. You can find it. I mean, you go to our page, at 3-Count Thursday, 
we've been tweeting between each other throughout the night. So click everybody there. We have there. been very active on, um, on Twitter today. So you can easily find it there as well for Matt. And then, uh, of course, Facebook.com slash 3 Thursday. Um, I am at Big Jim Sports, and we are, again, at 3 Count Thursday. We are here every single Thursday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time to 11.30 Eastern Time. Again, a huge, huge thank you. We can't thank her enough. Daria Baronado, uh, of course, eliminated from Tough Enough, but she, uh, just an awesome interview, seems like an incredible person. We hope the absolute best for her in her uh, journey to hopefully one day make it to the WWE. Uh, You can, of course, follow her at Daria B28 or at Tough Daria on Twitter. Um, You know, she's very interactive with friends, with fans. Uh, Instagram is also at Tough Daria. So, uh, you know, interact with her there. You know, be part of this journey. You know, we we are uh, so thankful she was a, a part of this show tonight. So, again, thank you to Daria for that. You can follow us always, uh, our show, each and every Thursday night here, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on NGSCSports.com. All the shows on NGSCSports.com uh, are, uh, you, can, you can podcast them by going to Spreaker and iHeartRadio and search NGSC. Again, also WrestlingInformant247.com. Check that out as well. And in the next couple of weeks, we have some great guests coming up next Thursday night on the show the hybrid Sean Carr, a guy we personally know, uh, have seen him work numerous times, one of the best on the independent scene. He's going to be right here on our show again next Thursday night, July 16th, the hybrid Sean Carr. And in three weeks from tonight, uh, the Patriot Dell Wilkes, July 30th, is going to be on this show, former WWE superstar. Uh, he has an incredible story that we're going to talk to him about. Again, the Patriot Dell Wilkes, July 30th. On this show, and stay tuned to all of our social media again at Three Count Thursday, Facebook.com slash Three Count Thursday. Um, maybe we're going to be able to get a guest for that July 23rd show. Hopefully, we can. Thank you all for listening in. We ran a little bit long. We appreciate you sticking with us. It's been a great night. Have a great week. And as always, go for the pin. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.